they. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various different features that we have there for you completely free. So head on over to freetalklive.com. And joining you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And uh, so, of course, the TSA continues to be a hot topic. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to discuss some uh, some other things here. But, man, I mean, how can we ignore this? It is the biggest story, probably at least that I can tell, in the in the media right now. And it's, it's, it's rare, or it has been rare up until the last two weeks on this show, that Free Talk Live would be in line necessarily with what the mainstream media is talking about. But in this case... Well, we kind of started it uh, with <laughs> yeah. with Meg getting yeah. uh, you know harassed by the TSA last there week. There were a lot of voices previously. Um, you know, I just don't think that they had raised to the crescendo. And I don't know whether Meg was lucky, having been uh, you know basically just before this. Uh, I can't remember the gentleman's first name, but Mr. Tyner, John uh, Tyner, John Tyner, um, who I think really kicked this whole thing in its pants. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was the Meg thing. Maybe it was the John Tyner thing maybe it was the the uh, correlation between the two of them i don't know but they're they're really it's really the internet's on fire about the tsa right now and then the children being groped also there were stories about that as well the three-year-old yeah we haven't talked about that one yet i is there video footage of that or what happened with that i one? don't have that with that, that that one i you know wayne what have you heard on that um i you know i saw it i just didn't have a chance to look at it into it in any detail but yes there's been multiple stories about children being touched inappropriately uh, by the tsa as well mm-hmm. and just uh earlier this week i have a friend who's an attorney who travels a lot who is more left-leaning i think he was a kucinich supporter and he he told me he was he had went through the advanced pat down he was mad he was madder than hell i've never heard him that mad before hmm. Well, if, uh, as as I understand it, and I think it's probably an issue of uh, sort of training, is this advanced pat-down, the TSA agents are, you know, they know they're going to receive trouble, so they're just basically like, ignore it, deal with whatever you got to deal with, and, uh, you know, pat these people down, and they're not telling people, and I think that's the biggest issue. I'm going to touch you in, in your special spot now, or whatever. <laughs> they're, they're not saying it, and that's what people want, is they want a little warning, because they're just getting grabbed. Well, the other thing is that I'm surprised at how many people have heard about all the health risks associated with these naked body scanners. And a lot of people are opting out and they're trying to make you feel like stupid for opting out. So they're saying it out loud, opt out over here and to call attention to you, to kind of humiliate you. And then, of course, absolutely, that's what they want. Then, of course, they go to the advanced pat down in front of a lot of people from what I can I, I gather. And and. It's, it, to also me, it, for the purpose of humiliating Sure, you. sure. It's slave training. And giving, right, the others in, in line, you know, giving them the suggestion that you don't want to do this. You just want to go through the machine. You don't want to have to go through this in front of everybody. Just do as you're told. Right. So, and uh, by the way, they still pat you down even after you go through the machine, though, too. What? No. Uh, really? Yeah, I've heard multiple accounts of people saying they were patted down even after. I didn't they went see the that mas- happening well, uh, in I the got... video with Meg, where there's people who are coming through the machine after you know when they pull her aside. I don't, I don't recall seeing them patting them down, but 
that doesn't mean they don't do right. it, right? Well, right. well, well here's, here's one of the big issues is consistency. You can pr- do pretty much anything to the American public and the public at large as long as you do it consistently. And that's where the TSA has really just stepped on it. I mean, they, they, they are not consistent at all. I recently went through and I got patted down after going through the x-ray machine. Normally, that's a secondary screen. They tell you, oh, we're going to touch you here. I'm going to touch you with the back of my hand and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's the secondary screen. This guy's just, it's just, it seemed to me he just patted me down for the heck of it. Oh, Did oh. you set off the machine? No. no? Okay. I just walked through the, the, the metal detector. When have you ever been patted down for walking through uh, without setting I off? was patted down after I set off the machine, but you didn't set it off. So Right. Yeah. It was just weird. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh, I feel like touching this guy. He looks mm. like he's got some nice pecs. You know, it was, yeah. very, it was, it was this strange experience for me. Toll-free number here tonight if you want to share uh, your thoughts on this or any issue, because this is Free Talk Live. It's not TSA Talk Live, even though it might have seemed, it might seem like that over the, the past couple weeks. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So like I say, we can't ignore this. This is the, one of the biggest liberty issues that is happening right now, and it continues to get uh, publicity. Mark, before the show tonight, you recorded an interview with James Babb and uh, George Donnelly, who are becoming media superstars uh, within the last week after being launching uh, wewon'tfly.com right on time right when meg uh happened to take her flight wewon'tfly.com also was launched and it was perfect timing uh because meg got all that media uh, interview time and then she mentioned wewon'tfly.com more yeah. than once that ended up getting published in various different places and on the radio and and of course they teamed up with the national opt out uh campaign and i i believe it was uh, steve beerfeld from the campaign for liberty who started the national opt out day and we've actually Is had him so? on the okay. show in the past before at least he sent a uh, press release out announcing that it was his thing and so they all got together and you know george and, and jim from wewon'tfly.com got together with national opt out day and they're promoting it heavily getting major media interviews msnbc i saw uh, james babb on there and, and george donnelly been on wfla in tampa and yeah, all kinds all of places over. I mean, he's been he's got national and international attention. univision didn't he do a uh, univision in spanish he was in, he was in uh, a, a newspaper in spain uh, on a television show in argentina i mean he's been really mm-hmm. in canada all over the place um but you know I, the, the message that they're pushing and i I think it's a strong one is that this isn't a choice between security and privacy. This is a choice between privacy and just the appearance of security. Mm-hmm. Because the fact is, many security experts, including, I believe, the head of Israeli, um, at least Tel Aviv yes. security, have come out and said, well, you can get all kinds of explosives past this machine. This machine doesn't do anything for stopping explosives. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't stop explosives, what the heck is it for? Because we already had metal detectors, all right? I mean, you really got to ask yourself mm-hmm. that. I suppose you, uh, you know, I mean, I, w- would it stop a plexiglass prison shiv? I guess, but I mean, do I need to go, th- do I need x-rays over a plexiglass prison shiv because i don't feel like i do i don't feel like you could uh hijack a plane with one i don't think that people would put up with it so it's it's really a an issue between the 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 appearance of more security and privacy and that's you know people are uneducated on the subject and this is an opportunity to educate people about the health risks that are involved with this machine the lies that have been told and they're they're outright lies you've got something about that right some sort of scientific uh, exposition on what the lies are yeah i saw i saw a report about six months ago by mit showing how these uh these these scatter uh whatever they call them um uh, x-rays backscatter machines yeah. yeah the backscatter machines actually uh caused the dna to become unzipped in your body 
That's da- really da- scary. It damages DNA. And a lot of people have heard about this thanks to the Internet. But what, what's really significant, I think, about this whole issue is that normally, you know, these things, these stories circulate among the liberty community, so-called. Mm-hmm. But th- this time around, the liberty community and a lot of the mainstream community seem to be in unison in, in uh, speaking out against th- this whole well, procedure. Well, you know, the liberty community is right, typically, on most things that they, you know, the issues that they take on because the liberty position, the position that you own yourself and you should be able to be free and live your life how you want so long as you don't harm others that's the right position it's a logical and it's a moral uh position and so it's just that what's different this time wayne is that the liberty position is actually getting attention and normally it's not even in the discussion normally accepting ron paul ron paul normally the liberty position is never on a talking head show it's always somebody on the left versus somebody on the right the uh, the left right paradigm which we know so well here on this program highly controlled no, right normally you don't ever see anybody from you know the liberty mindset on a mainstream media in this case within the last week or so ever since meg and we won't fly uh, hit last week it's been the liberty community that has essentially been the centerpiece of this entire uh, controversy. Now, it's expanding out here. Now, we've got John Tyner. I don't know what his belief systems are. He seems to be um, you know, liberty-oriented from everything I've heard. You've got Meg, who's one of our co-hosts. She's yeah. one of the bloggers at Freekeen.com, really principled lady. You've got George Donnelly and James Babb, both very principled, liberty-loving people. Pendulette. Pendulette now jumping into the uh, the fl- uh, the fray, but These there's are- a lot of people that aren't, and you know this is this is really the only way that the liberty uh, community is going to get uh, an issue through is they have to get on board and explain things properly for the average person to to get it, and the you know the the TSA is really just step. But that's it. what I'm telling you is they have come on and they have gotten a lot of media yeah. attention, and they've set the talking points and they've set the discussion, and they are the ones that are kind of setting the pace for everything that's uh, that's happening so and then what you're seeing now is other people kind of jumping on board you know the politicians are saying we're we're gonna do something parents of america beware the nefarious brigands known as yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com slash ftl that's y-e-r-k-i-s-h dot com slash ftl be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your sons' ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yurkish.com slash FPL. is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on our site completely free, so do head there and enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, don't forget, you can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. And to the phones, we go to Gail, listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gail. Hello there. Hey, what's on your um, mind tonight? A couple of things. Um, I want to agree with Mark absolutely. Um, with this opting in for the scanning machine, that you're not going to get a pat down. That is not true. And actually, if you look at the video with Meg, there's a woman that goes through the hands up and then is patted down. And really? You, mm-hmm. you can see her being completely shocked, and she breaks out into a, a giggle, laughing. You know, trying to. You can see that she's completely freaked out about it. Um, the other thing is, too, 
that there is a court ruling uh, that you cannot refuse. Once you've gone into the airport, you have absolutely no right to refuse to be patted down. And I, I would like people to be aware of that. Um, with the kind of fellow there um, being threatened with the $10,000 fine, mm-hmm. that's exactly true. I think he's fine. Meg would be fine, too, because they were escorted um, out. Just to be clear, Gail, out. you're saying that if you enter the airport, you could be patted down, not if you go through the security area? I'm not sure exactly where their jurisdiction starts. Let's just say it is at the security um, part of the airport. You have no right to say, no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, that's what we learned yesterday or the day before that with the John Tyner situation. And that's what they told him. The reason why they were going to uh, go after him with a civil lawsuit was because he was walking away from this. Even though they had escorted him out of the checkpoint, a man in a suit approached him and told him that, yeah, he needs to stay right there while they check him to make sure he doesn't have any bombs as he leaves the airport. Um, I think he's fine. He's going to be fine because they actually screwed up and let him go in in their estimation. But I think they're going to change their tactics, and I think that they're going to not let you leave. And uh, I would imagine at that point, you know, they could strip search you. They could arrest you, strip search you. Um, according to them, if you're not wanting to go through it, then you must be a terrorist. Yeah, they can do whatever they want to. We know that much. Um, right. Sounds like terrorism to me. I agree right. completely. Well, a $10,000 fine is, uh, you know, something uh, pretty heady. Well, um, I wouldn't pay the fine. I mean, if they sent me a $10,000 fine, I'd uh, you know either ignore it or send them a letter saying, yeah, show me my obligation, and I'll be happy to pay your fine, because there is no obligation. I don't have it, and well, uh, I'm now, not paying I've it. heard that, I mean, <laughs> the fact is that uh, that I've heard that this is a sexual assault, and, um, you know, the, the Pin Gillette's blog here, his experience, now he's a celebrity. Where's so, he blogging at? Um, I don't know. Okay, I'm just curious. Like to know these things this right in front of me. Pendulette um, is a very liberty Penn oriented. Penandteller.com. There you go. Uh, so you know he says that uh, the cop backed him that it was a sexual assault, and if he wanted to press charges, he could. Wow. So I, you know, I, now I how, don't know. How do your rights go away just because you step into an airport, even if it's federal jurisdiction? Isn't the Constitution a federal constitution, or is this Nazi Germany we're stepping into? Gail, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. The AP- well, the, the, the truth is that you only have the rights that you're willing to, to uh, you know... So stand up for. Uh, yeah, stand up mm-hmm. for and try to protect. Right, because rights don't really exist. They're just an idea. And it's a good idea. Right. And one that should be propagated and, uh, and as you're pointing out, be stood up for, because otherwise they just go away. And that's what we're seeing here is with Meg and with John Tyner and with everybody else that's now standing up. It doesn't take a whole lot of people to start something. I mean, there really hasn't been more than a handful of folks over the last few weeks that have been involved in opting out or, you know, making a big deal about uh, opting out and, and, and making an issue of the way they were treated by the TSA and taking it public. It's Posting only taken on their a handful. Facebook. I mean, I think that that's a huge way to get, a, uh, get people's attention. Yeah. So it's only taken a handful of people to kind of start what has really turned into a tidal wave of attention. I mean, if you look at the Drudge Report today, the TSA issue is essentially the entire uh, top left of the of the site. I mean, it's just it's huge. It's all over the place. The AP, you've got major uh, mainstream media reporting on this. 
And in fact, the AP's uh, done a report here that's got a very interesting quote from TSA's Homeland, Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano. She says, it's all about security. It's all about everybody recognizing their role. And I just find that creepy. That's Orwellian. Yeah, that's the word that I was going to use, but it's creepy as well. And it kind of gives you some idea of what they think about you. The government people, that is. Yeah. They believe you have a role, and your role is, and she Slave. doesn't say it. Right, she doesn't come out, out and say it, but your role is to do as we tell you to do. We, the government, tell you to do. You do whatever we say, and you are, as uh, Wayne put it, our slave. You're our serf. You will uh, You'll you know, shut up and listen and do what you're told. Yeah, so why don't you just be quiet, slaves? Stop all of this uppity behavior and uh, opting out and refusing and, you know, <laughs> I don't making. Think so. Stop all making this stir. You need to recognize your role and shut up and shuffle through the line just like everybody else. Right. When you're treated poorly, uh, shut up and take it. But the thing is, what she doesn't acknowledge, and she won't, is that your role is up to you. You get to choose what your role is. It's you supposed don't, to be a free country, right? Yeah, well, it's mm. not. But uh, that doesn't mean you don't get to choose. Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't get to uh, well, you get, decide you're for yourself. False choices go through that naked body scanner and possibly be injured or or be groped and be humiliated sexually or maybe be injured who knows yeah so you get to make the choice as far as what your role is is your role to be one of the sheep that just shuffles through the checkpoint and makes uh you know doesn't make a stink there's a time and a place for that i mean you know if you've got if you're in a rush and you need to get some somewhere i don't blame anybody for putting their head down and doing what they need to do there's always a time for a kilt too (laughs) <laughs> time for a kilt yes well if guys if guys would go to utilitykilt.com purchase a kilt like i've got and uh go through like uh, nature like nature made you underneath there mm-hmm. and they have to uh to pat you down until they meet resistance and their little blue gloved hands are going to be grabbing your jewels and uh that's that's going to make a lot of those guys really uncomfortable <laughs> there's a potential serious uh issue that was brought up uh about the the gloved hands what's that that Maybe they're not switching the gloves out. Yeah, that's true. That's unsanitary. Yeah, yeah. And, and so keep also, that in mind. Also, this whole body scanner thing is so rife with corruption. With with who's benefiting from the sale of these to the government too? The, the, oh, right. It's uh, it's Michael Chertoff, and in fact, uh, that story. Well, he's one of them. There's, there's several, but he's the most prominent. He's the one that people might have heard of before. He was the former Department of Homeland Security secretary. The, and like, and the, allegedly had, put in the first order for them when he was still the uh, Homeland right. Security chief, and now he's the now he's the working company. for him. Right. So uh, just another example of how government works and what they're really here for. They're not here to keep you safe. They're here to enrich their friends and to punish their enemies. And it's a perfect example. And it's, it's yeah. Great can you imagine how wealthy the uh, company is that's making those blue gloves? I mean, that federal contract right there. Sweet. Yeah, that's a sweet federal contract. Especially if somebody catches them on not switching out the gloves, and then they demand that they actually have to switch them out for every single screening. That's a lot of gloves that go through there. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Do you know what your role is? Well, you get to decide is what I say. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves or sit back and listen. It's up to you. It's Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. 
This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got the shrine of female listeners there with the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their val- uh, their va- validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Uh, whether you're a lady listener or not, you can visit shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There is a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds to your door at discounts as high as 70%. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've experienced it. They'll walk you through every step. And you'll save big time. I mean, I, I, you know, you don't have to spend time going to the pharmacy. You'll get an expert helping you. It's meds.freetalklive.com. It doesn't matter what your prescription is, if it's a regular prescription. Likely, if this is, you know, a, a five days for some kind of uh, pill or something like that, this won't work for you. But if you have a take a regular prescription, meds.freetalklive.com will save you money. You deserve your. You deserve to, uh, to yourself just to try it out. Meds.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls. Travis listening in Presque Isle, Maine to WEGP. Hello, Travis. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just listening to you talk about the TSA thing. Yes, sir. And I had a stroke a couple of years ago. So I wear this electric orthosis on my leg. It fits just below my knee. Mm-hmm. It has flashing lights on it. And the other part of the orthosis fits inside my shoe. So my shoe has a sensor in it that actually shocks my leg when I walk. Um, when I'm wearing shorts, obviously, it's very visible. When I wear pants, um, the metal detectors do not set this machine. This, this machine doesn't set metal detectors off. So I've been through airports all over the country and with, with no check whatsoever. The TSA basically isn't even doing their job. So you've got a blinking box on your leg uh, that runs with a, via a wire down your uh, down your pant leg into you your know, shoe. If they ever found that, they would freak out. Yeah, they they. they what is this? Like a blood pressure cuff. It's all wireless. Um, okay. There's a little sensor in my shoe, um, and then I have another blinking box in my pocket that's a remote control for it. <laughs> Turn it on and off. So you can imagine when when I am wearing shorts and they see all this stuff, how they react. Mm. Yeah, they, uh, they probably tase you and then ask questions. I mean, that's it just looks so crazy to them. Do you have a doctor's note? Actually, um, they told me when I got the device I would need a doctor's note, but I've, I've been through all kinds of airports with no doctor's note. I just tell them the story on what happened. They do a little swab on my hands. It takes me an extra five minutes. That's it. I personally think it should take somebody with flashing lights on their leg and a sensor in their shoe more than five minutes to get to security. I'm not asking to, to be there delayed all day. Um and it's obvious that I have a medical issue when I when I have to walk without it. Um, so you're saying I mean, every think, single time you've walked through with pants on, with long pants, that it not once have uh, you know not once has it ever done anything to set them off. Correct. They, the they'll see the shoe as it goes through the because you have to take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. You put that through a separate scanner, and they see the shoe and they'll ask some weird question about, "Hey, what's with the thing in your shoe?" And I'll tell them it's part of a medical device, and story's over. 
Have a good day. <laughs> wow. Thanks for sharing I, that I, tonight, I'm just Travis. stunned by that. I mean, so Are you I really? imagine they see all kinds of medical devices throughout the day, um, no doubt. But, I, you know, <laughs> does this just mean the terrorists need to set themselves up with medical devices? You just need a terrorist who has good limp. Thanks, Travis, for the call and the, the uh, thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I wonder if he has dark hair and a beard. Yeah, well, that, that sure isn't going to help. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, so National Opt-Out Day deserves you know, continued mentions. I think that the mainstream media still has the question as to whether or not it's going to materialize into anything. Is the National Opt-Out Day essentially just a bunch of talk on the Internet, or will it actually turn into something? And Mark, you interviewed uh, Jim's Babb and George Donnelly from WeWon'tFly.com. That's going to appear as part of our podcast, uh, tonight's podcast. You can download that later on tonight at FreeTalkLive.com. But those guys have been getting press everywhere. They've been talking about the National Opt-Out Day. Meg is still getting some press as well. Uh, she was just on one of our affiliates, WSPD in Toledo, Ohio. She was there today on their afternoon drive show with Brian Wilson, who is one of the the, uh, the folks it gets to post over at lourockwell.com. So obviously it was a pretty friendly interview, and he was talking about linking up to wewon'tfly.com for the National Opt-Out Day. And it's just, the word is out. And the question will become, what will happen on the 24th? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. It, I will be very interested to see what will happen. How will people react? Um, you know, will it will it do any good? But it's it's the the the, the internet is a, fl- a flutter with this uh, with talk of of the TSA right now. So, uh, by the way, that's one week from today. So next uh, this coming Wednesday, that's when it's going down. Folks can go to wewon'tfly.com and click on November 24th, National Opt-Out Day, right there at the top. You can see a Google map of where some of the known locations are, where people are going to be doing things. Uh, and I know that Meg has uh, created a National Opt-Out package that you can go and look at or order or something like that over at uh, we, at uh, her website, libertyflare.com. Right. You don't have to. You don't actually have to choose not to fly to go to we won't. We won't fly.com and participate participate in the opt out day. Oh the yeah, opt, absolutely. The opt out day means that you're going to opt out of the scanner and take the pat down, or you know, creative things. Just people, you know, the the suggestion is is don't just stand by like a cow eyed uh, you know mendicant and do whatever they tell you. And the opt out day is also intended to educate people. So even if you're not flying on that particular day. There will be protests and demonstrations and outreach opportunities. They've at got airports. pamphlets. They've got. Uh, I think they're going to. They link did put the pamphlet up. That's good. Yep. They're, they're, they've got pamphlets. They're going to link to T-shirts, um, things like that. Just stuff to, to to use as educational tools. So again, your thoughts are welcome at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But the politicians are coming to our rescue. Uh, yeah, finally, right? I mean, we need them to, to help us. What is it that they're doing? Because as usual, what you can expect from politicians is they will run out in front of a parade. And then divert that parade off, uh, off into uh, some alley somewhere and have everybody beaten up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Although Ron Paul just today introduced H.R. 6416, the American Traveler Dignity Act. And that subjects the TSA uh, officials to all the same laws about, uh, you know, uh, sexual contact that all of us have to abide by. And it's good and everything, but what about the Fourth Amendment? Doesn't that apply anymore? No, clearly. It Apparently doesn't. needs a little well, backed up with real laws. Well, don't forget, Wayne, the Fourth Amendment does say reasonable or unreasonable, rather, searches and seizures. And so every search is reasonable when it comes to the government. 
So whenever they want to search you, they can. It's Never seen totally an unreasonable legal. search in their um, in their mind. Uh, according to the Washington Examiner, this is going to give you a rundown of at least one of the things that is uh, is on the table for the political folks. Uh, the Republicans are jumping ahead on this one, and boy, they love freedom now. Apparently, uh, did you know the nation's airports aren't required to have TSA screeners checking passengers at security checkpoints? Well. If you- if you listened last night, you, you knew that already. Uh, but the 2001 law creating the TSA gave airports the right to opt out of the TSA program in favor of private screeners after a two-year period. Now, with the TSA engulfed in controversy and hated by millions of weary and sometimes humiliated travelers, Representative John Micah, the Republican who will soon be the chairman of the House Committee on Tran- Transportation and Infrastructure, is reminding airports they have a choice. Micah, who I believe is, if I'm recalling correctly, is one of the worst drug warriors out there. I'm just, I think that might be who he is. Is one of the original authors of the TSA bill, and he has written to the heads of more than 150 airports nationwide, suggesting they opt out of TSA screening. See, he's seen the light. He was the man. No, that, no, no, no. That's that's not what he's saying at no. all. He's saying that uh, this was never what we intended. Exactly. In fact, that's his next quote. When right. the TSA was established, it was never envisioned that it would become a huge, unwieldy bureaucracy, which will soon grow to 67,000 employees. So I'd like to ask people this question. When they imagine um, that somehow they, they've got this idea that they want the government to implement, whatever that idea is and in whatever arena it's in, I have this idea that would make the world a better place if the government would just implement it. The guy who wrote the legislation just said that this has grown beyond what he ever imagined. That's he his claim. The, well, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know whether I believe him or not believe him. I don't really care. As all I can believe is what he says right here. Yeah. And his claim is that he wrote the legislation and has grown beyond what he could imagine. Now, you just suggest the legislation to somebody who will write it. What do you think is going to happen? Well, let's come back and talk more about the idea of bureaucracy and why it grows and the idea that this politician who's been a long-term politician, oh, I had no idea this was going to happen. Free t- Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of these airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bringing up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. The TSA is still hot on a lot of people's minds out there, but you can, of course, take the conversation in any direction you'd like. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And we'd like to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you like the fact that we give you the website for free, well, maybe you want to voluntarily support us by becoming an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, alternative options are available as well. And three bucks a month, we take that in, we reinvest it into the show. We get on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board so more people can discover the ideas of freedom, so more people can decide to stand up and say, no more of this. I've had enough of this Orwellian police state of uh, being told what to do and how to live. I'm tired of it. 
and I'm willing to stand up and say no more and actually do more than that and stop uh, obeying these these criminals, encouraging more people to do this. Because all it's all it seems to take is just a handful of people to stand up and stand up for freedom, and then other people all of a sudden find it within themselves to jump on board. It just takes right. a few. You can imagine how frustrating this is. It has been throughout the years for people to stand in these TSA lines, you know, just getting their water bottles thrown away for no good reason mm-hmm. and their uh, their shampoo. Yeah, the shampoos and their files taken away. Oh, sorry, this toothpaste looks dangerous. You know, that, that this kind of nonsense that people have dealt with. And now they take it one step further with these enhanced uh, screenings that are uh, appear to be sort of arbitrary and random. Um, and, uh, you know, people are, are getting their private parts touched and they don't want that for themselves they don't want that for their kids and they don't want it for their parents so help get free talk live on more radio stations and more internet connections by going to amp.freetalklive.com getting signed up there uh and again three bucks a month that's all we're asking for and it's amp.freetalklive.com so how does a cruise to bermuda sound how about a cruise to bermuda with stefan molyneux west bertrand of complete liberty and me this cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, much, much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011, but you need to reserve your berth now. They are as low as $535 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Is that point of information? Is that $535 per person per cabin or just per cabin? That's per person, and then there's two people per cabin. That's what dub- double occupancy means. Meaning so so if you've got two people going, it would be a, a grand or so. It doesn't exactly work. Yes, it would be a, a grand for two people to go. But um, it doesn't exactly work that way. So if you were to put a cot in your, in your room, for instance, there would be three people, but the room wouldn't be the same price because I guess they include – you know, uh, food and stuff. Yeah, because that's really where a lot of that money is going to. It's going to, you know, pay the people that are serving you throughout the the cruise. I just saw Dale post to his Facebook today, and it sounded like he thought that he could split that cost amongst multiple people, and it doesn't work that way. You've got yeah, I don't believe that, that it does. Yeah. It's um, but. You know, you get more information at cruise.freetalklive.com. You know, I feel almost feel sorry for uh, the customs people that are going to have to deal with that cruise. You know, I, I feel don't sorry you, for you. Them. Don't get patted down in the same way, but yeah, it probably won't yeah. be great for them. No. the SACL CAI toll-free line. So uh, so they're going to save you. The politicians, they have decided that this is an important issue. They, of course, are politicians, and so they stick their finger, you know, wet their finger, stick it up in the air, figure out which way the political winds are blowing, and then... Uh, they run out in front of the parade and they act like, well, I've been here the, you know, the whole time. I've always thought the TSA was, uh, you know, they're the bad, bad TSA. What was I thinking uh, when I was the one that sponsored this bill? Uh, John Micah, a Republican, I think he's, is, it, is that guy from Florida? I don't know. Yes. Anyway, he's, uh, he's coming out now saying that, well, uh, when the TSA was established, and he was one of the authors of the original bill, it was never envisioned that it would become a huge, unwieldy bureaucracy, which was soon to grow to more than 67,000 employees. As the TSA has grown larger, more impersonal, and administratively top-heavy, I believe it is important that airports across the country consider utilizing the opt-out provision provided by law. So, never did anyone know? How, how would the politicians have known the TSA would have done this? Well, maybe if they'd actually paid attention to every single bureaucracy and government program that has ever been created. 
You mean John Micah has been in Washington, D.C. for however the hell long he's been there? And I know it's been a, a, probably at least a decade, if Way not more too than long. that. Yeah, uh, this guy has been in Washington, D.C. You expect me to believe you've been in Washington, D.C. for that long? And you've been writing all these laws and creating all these programs and increasing the size of government? And you expect me to believe that, whoa, <laughs> we didn't know this was going to happen. We figured we'd just make a little bureaucracy and just have a few folks and, you know, they'd come up with some rules and and then that'd be it what? i think got to be kidding safe though you have got to be kidding me. well i i don't know whether um i don't know what the guy thought i'm not going to propose to know um you know that the tsa has grown to grown into an unwieldy beast so have the salaries of the employees and, and, and agreed but that was uh, he's claiming that that was the democrats that wanted that the republicans just wanted to make it a private organization that they well you know they, they didn't they, want it that bad they, they, they were wanted, in charge for uh six years yeah they were in charge at the mm-hmm, time right. um you know but but the democrats made us yeah. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that part i don't believe but i do think you know who knows what they were thinking Surely they didn't expect it to grow like this. The TSA truly does make its own rules. You really believe? You really believe this guy? I don't know. It's nonsense. Every government program follows the same pattern. They create the program and then it gets bigger. And it never stops expanding. So, so many people believe that the government should come up with a solution to to laws, right? Now, I agree that this guy's a politician. He's a little closer. But all these people have had all the same experience all throughout their lives. Every time the government tries to solve a problem, it creates five more. So you would think that, I mean, by this logic, you would be able to hold everyone to this standard. Hold everyone to what standard? The standard you're holding the politician to, which is that you do not believe his statement. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I can't hold everybody to that standard because most people don't pay attention to the government. They don't really think much about what the government does until it gets involved in their lives, and then it's a problem. Uh, but until then, they try to stay away from it. This man is embroiled in government. This man is, is his career. This is his life. And he expects me to believe that as a supposedly small government Republican uh, that, yo, he didn't know. How could he have guessed this would have happened? Well, anyway... Uh, I guess he's proposing to these airports that they opt out of the TSA. And on that point, I agree with him. That'd be great for uh, for more airports to go ahead and opt out of the TSA. I don't know what that means for them. Well, he took a brave stand. He uh, sent 150 letters to 150 airport uh, you know, chiefs of airports and said, hey, I recommend you... St- you opt out. This is the guy who He's wrote. Not brave, Mark. When uh, when the politician sees that there's a massive uh, level of support for an issue out there, it's not brave when a politician steps up and says, "I say this in support of this well, situation." I think we know that it's bureaucrats in charge of these airports. And I think we know that the bureaucrats could give a fly and flip at a roll and donut what you have to say. They do, however, care what this senator has to say. So yeah, but don't it, call him brave for no, doing this. He's uh, not brave. Fine. He's just doing what politicians do. Fine. I, I hate he's him as much bag. as you do. Well, I don't hate him. Yeah, well, yeah he's, he's really grandstanding close. because the public is upset about it. Now he wants to be a grandstanding. He's leading look, the charge. Look at the hero. He yeah. wants to, exactly. So I'm glad color he did me it. Unimpressed. And I think I am impressed. I'm very impressed that this guy would go back to legislation that he sponsored. He rather just wants than, to get reelected. That's all. That's all he wants. Look, man, did you see the CBS poll that came out today that said 80 percent of Americans support the new security measures? No, 80 percent. That, that, uh, that scientific means this poll? politician has put his uh, career on the line. You I suppose what? you could call that brave but, if you but feel the, like but it. Those, but those surveys tend to be agreed. Uh, agreed. Absolutely. They didn't. They didn't ask the, the survey in the way that I asked the survey. However, 80% of the doe-eyed sheeple that they asked this to said, yes, I support the new security measures. Mm. That means that no politician worth his salt should get out in front of this parade.
Well, maybe you're right about that. 800-259-9231. I haven't seen the poll, so I don't really know if it was scientific or if it was just like an internet poll or, 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 or what. Poll. I believe it was a, call, uh, a calling poll. Yeah. Who knows what the, the wording right. of the question exactly. was. So, you know, may, give me more information, Mark, on that. And maybe I'd agree with you that this politician actually did something worthwhile. Uh, but, you know, the to- I'll I give him a little bit of credit for going out and, and doing, and, you know, taking the time to encourage these airports to uh, to, to opt out. That much I agree on. Let's go to your thoughts and your calls. Tony's in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tony. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I'm going to be traveling for Christmas with my family. I got a five-year-old and a four-year-old daughter, two daughters. And, I mean, I'm totally against all this stuff, you know, but, I mean, I don't want to opt out. I don't want to get my crotch, you know, groped by these people. Sure. You know, so... I feel like I have to just pick between the lesser of two evils. I, I think that this is what it is for uh, every American. But remember that you know when when you're dealing with this, this is an X-ray, and it has you know has certain health effects. Likely, it won't be that big of a deal. You probably don't take that many flights, but uh, you know there there could be somebody in your family that has just that funny little chromosome issue, and it it could be bad for them. Um, these these X-rays they're they're not like a regular X-ray in that they don't go all the way through your body. They just concentrate their X-rays on your skin. So you know there's a risk to it. I'm not saying it's great, but it's there. I agree, versus being molested, I suppose. Yeah, the, the, the molestation is a certainty. <laughs> Tony, thanks for the thoughts and the call. Thank Appreciate you. hearing from you. Hour number two is next. You can take control of the airwaves. Plus, coming up, the details uh, from Carlos Miller over at Photography is Not a Crime about this new Southern Poverty Law Center video trying to educate the police on how to deal with you when you stick a camera in their face. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you, all totally free. Main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to control the content of the site. You find something online you want to share with our other listeners, you just submit it as show prep to the freetalklive.com website, and then other listeners will vote as to whether they uh, like your suggestion or not. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website. Many more people, including us, are more likely to see it at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get interactive. Joining you here tonight, it is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And uh, we're going to jump here uh, right back into your phone calls and go first to Andrew in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andrew. Andrew. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Andrew? 
Um, you guys were talking about uh, Representative Micah, who uh, said that he was, uh, you know, astounded that uh, the TSA grew out of control, and he called on uh, airports to use, you know, the escape valve in the legislation to have their own security. Um, and I, I would kind of call his position, while you know, somewhat principled, kind of disingenuous, in that I really doubt that the they created this you know, federal bureaucracy and the, you know, the private security that these airports would have, you know, what kind of regulations are they going to have to meet? Because my guess is that they would have to meet the regulations that the TSA comes up with for uh, airport security, because otherwise these airports would have jumped on having private security a long time ago. There are a couple of airports, uh, maybe a handful, that have opted into using or rather opted out of the TSA. But that is a good question. What exactly are the specifications? Because it is my understanding that the TSA essentially creates the criteria that the other private agencies must operate by. Uh, Does that mean that they have to install the body scanners too? Uh, That it's just essentially the same checkpoint run by different uh, private agents? The biggest problem here is is though that the the, the size of the TSA is that it's national. These, um, These security organizations that handle each of these individual airports they're just at the airport so you can use uh, sort of the power of the marketplace to tell one airport look your security screening is too rigorous i need you need to look at it uh, otherwise i'm going to use another airport if you were to tell two tsa run airports this they'd say who cares yeah but that presumes that these private agencies can opt out of the tsa's provisions so if the tsa comes down with some rule for them that says yeah you got to in- install the, the exact the t- same equipment the purpose of the tsa's provisions are to enrich its and entrench itself so if it's enriching and entrenching it if it if it doesn't have that same motivation then its growth would not be nearly as astronomical it'd be much more glacial the airlines have a have a greater incentive to uh, provide for safety of their of their passengers because they've got goodwill, they've got profitability, all those r- things to consider. The TSA is just a government agency that gets paid uh, well the same whether they do a good job or not. Well, and that's, again, where the concern comes in here. Uh, the TSA, that was going to be one of my questions. If an airport opts out of the TSA, does it get to also opt out of collecting the taxes that support the TSA? No. Okay, so therefore, the airport opting out of the TSA does nothing to actually reduce the size of the TSA. They actually, these uh, these security organizations are paid for by the federal government uh, through some kind of grant situation, as I understand. So the money to come for, to pay the private agency would allegedly come from the feds. Yes, but not the, the feds are, the, uh, are collecting the taxes. Yeah. So. Um, so and if the you know the TSA they're like is, charter schools. Right, or not necessarily charter schools. I think charter schools probably a well. It's a legitimate example, Mark, but maybe more like uh, Blackwater. They're more like Blackwater, perhaps. Maybe maybe they'd be more friendly than the TSA would. I I don't know. Uh, but if they're following the exact same manual that the TSA has put out there, then that doesn't really make them that much better, does it? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, the, uh, the well, the the manual that's secret that no one can take a look at so you don't actually know what their regulations are you just know what they say that the regulations are because if you've ever looked at their website they always say our regulations require you to do x y and z there's no you know you know pursuant to this regulation you don't you know get to have the following you can't go look up those regulations yeah some of them are public but most of them are secret and they you know because you know they can't let the terrorists know what they're doing which Somewhat makes sense, but why not just have a private operation altogether, get the federal government out of it, 
and then, you know, make airlines, open the airlines up to liability, then they're going to have quite the incentive to make sure that their airlines, you know, are, you know, policed by themselves and, you know, make sure that their, you know, the airplanes are safe because most of the time, you know, pilots are responsible for the people that are on their flight. And I just wanted to add a little uh, story of uh, one experience that I had with the TSA. Um, when I flew out of Manchester, I had a beard going and my shirt was untucked. They referred me to secondary, which just, you know, included just a standard pat-down. But, you know, if uh, a beard and an untucked shirt is enough for, you know, a secondary pat-down uh, above the uh, metal detector, you know, I, I doubt that they're, you know, going to be holding themselves to stringent uh, regulations. Thanks for the call tonight, Andrew. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You know, in the beginning of this whole airport fiasco TSA business back in 2001, before that, people could buy tickets. There was a free market, an open market for unused airline tickets. So you could buy a ticket in somebody else's name and use that, yeah. and nobody questioned you. Like on eBay or something. Yeah, exactly. And what happened was after the whole 9-11 thing happened and the TSA and the ID and all that stuff, the, the airlines kind of liked it because then they kind of broke that market. And they control the market more. And I see. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like uh, you know the guys standing out there uh, hawking tickets on the way to a a sporting event. No, the the sporting event doesn't want that. Yeah, I used to be able to get buy a ticket, uh, a unused ticket on on from the newspaper, or whatever, uh, on the name of Mary Smith. One time, I flew as Mary Smith to Hawaii. <laughs> one time. Oh, Mrs. Smith, we're so glad you're here tonight. Uh, so. In fact, uh, Wayne, you were right, actually, uh, according to the poll that Mark cited earlier as evidence that the country is in favor of the TSA and in favor of the uh, the scanny, uh, the naked body scanners, according to Tech Dirt, with all the stories of people who don't want to be groped or seen naked just to travel by airplane these days, the TSA must be thrilled with a new poll that was put out by CBS that's getting lots of press, claiming that 81% of Americans support such full-body scans. Thus, we get titles about how Americans overwhelmingly are in favor of such scans. And, of course, as with any poll, the devil's in the details, and specifically in how the questions are asked. As Tim Lee properly notes, the poll question does not mention the whole naked bit or anything relaying the concerns of those protesting the machines. The actual question asked reads as follows, quote, Some airports are now using full-body digital x-ray machines to electronically screen passengers in airport security lines. Do you think these new x-ray machines should or should not be used at airports? So, note, there's nothing about how someone will see you naked. There's nothing mm-hmm. about the health concerns that some have raised. Note, there's nothing about the compulsory genital groping, should you refuse to be seen naked. Nothing and most, about how they're saving pictures of you naked. And most people don't follow these issues, and without knowing the details, when you present the question as it's being presented in the poll, it should come as little surprise that most people agreed. Try asking the same people whether or not they approve of being scanned by a machine that presents TSA screeners a naked image of their body, and see what the results would be then. I, that's exactly what, look, I absolutely said that, that that poll was not read the way I would read it. And uh, that, that's what I said. I mean, I agree, but that, that it was a that is a bland, sort of matter-of-fact way. Most people don't know what's happening when they walk through that machine anyway. No, they have no idea. A lot They're of just going to walk no through the machine. They don't get to see the, here, hey, here's a naked picture of that lady who just walked through. Right. That's not flashed up there. And there's also people don't lot- know that there's x-rays going on. They're just walking through that's a machine right. just like they've walked that's through a machine. That's why we need national opt-out data to let people know what's going on. But my point was, Ian, 
that the politician who got out in front of this parade only got out in front of a parade that 15% of the population is having. But they your didn't point is get incorrect. in front of the 51% parade, which your, is what politicians normally your point do. Is incorrect. I used the term brave to describe the man you as a result. You used this poll to justify your statement, and this poll does not justify that statement. This poll backs up what Wayne was suggesting, and that is that the politician is seeing a lot of uh, he's seeing a lot of people that are upset and bristling at this uh, this TSA situation, and the poll is not a factor because it didn't ask the right question. You called the man a liar. I was saying I didn't have enough evidence for that. Uh, when did, I don't know if I called he's him just, a liar on this issue. He's an opportunist. Issue. Yeah, he's just a politician. He's doing what politicians do. He's getting out in front of uh, something that he perceives of as a popular issue. And, you know, maybe he did it before this poll came out, and maybe that would have scared him off. Who knows? We're coming up. Free Talk Live. One of the many imaginative graphic novels from BigHeadPress.com is... Odysseus the Rebel, a new twist on an old story. This is not your daddy's Odysseus. BigHeadPress.com will help you spark imaginations and free minds with their enjoyable webcomics and graphic novels. Beautifully illustrated, inspirational stories will make your holiday gift-giving a mind-free experience that will be appreciated and enjoyed. Sample Odysseus the Rebel online before you buy at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free and taking control of these airwaves here. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there completely free, including listening options. We've got broadband and dial-up streams, plus our webcam, listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Or our satellite feed and more. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. Not all of the news is in regards to the TSA. Uh, in our world of activism, uh, we've got a friend, Adam Miller, who is uh, has been busily on the road for the last several, uh, last few months, last several weeks, uh, doing Liberty on Tour at libertyontour.com. Liberty on Tour just recently wrapped up. And he went back to Wisconsin, where he was promptly arrested. Uh, actually, let's see. Adam, are you with us? I am here. All right. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, uh, fresh out of jail. What uh, what happened, man? Why did you get arrested when you went back home? Well, basically, uh, before I left to do Liberty on Tour, um, I had a court battle going on where a police officer in town uh, gave me a ticket for driving uh, after suspension. I haven't had a driver's license in like four years due to tickets, and I just stopped paying them and uh, whatever. So... Um, he gives me a ticket, even though he didn't actually see me driving. I have, like, the video of it, and I left Wisconsin leaving the court case where I tried to show the district attorney during a preliminary hearing, and uh, he watched, like, 10 seconds of it, didn't really care, and uh, said he'd go to trial. Well, weighed my options. Trial would have meant sticking around here longer. Instead, I came up to New Hampshire, and Pete and I planned every on tour, and therefore a warrant was put out for my arrest, a bench warrant, because I failed to appear at that trial. And uh, I was arrested for that today while Pete Air, my uh, colleague on Liberty on Tour, and I were working out at a local gym. The 
cops walked right in, which I thought was the weirdest thing because it's a gym that has key passes, and they each had one. Hmm. And they just walked right in, and uh, that's where Pete has the quick video up on coplock.org. Uh, it's the main link right now. I don't know the short URL off the top of my head. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's right up at the top there at copblock.org. Yep. I watched it earlier today, and Pete does a really good job in the video of backing down, backing this cop down as uh, this uppity cop gets in his face about the video camera and demands that he turn it off. And Pete basically just stands his ground and refuses to uh, to turn the video camera off. Thank goodness. Um, and he was able to use quick.com, QIK.com to broadcast your arrest. So even if the cops had managed to grab the camera from him, uh, that broadcast still would have gone out. Exactly. And that's the uh, main benefit of using quick. But, yeah, Pete did a great job. The officer was trying to say that uh – He'd take it for evidence because he thought he was taking pictures, not streaming live video to the internet. But um, uh, my my uh, what that's I'm always by the way that's right always now. something worth announcing. Yeah, uh, is it's it, worth it's because if they think you've got the the only uh, record of this is on the camera itself, then taking the camera solves the problem. However, once you explain to them, hey, look, buddy. I'm streaming this to the internet. It's going to my account right now. There's nothing you can do about it. People are quite possibly watching this. Yeah. So if yeah, you reach, absolutely. yeah, because their the attitude might change and stuff. But also, it, it, it was also nice to see the the officer's true reaction, like not change because it's on the web. Like if he would have continued to take it, you know, um, yeah, they wouldn't have got the footage of me going out there. But you can just see then how. How um, you know negligent of the law, or you know these, these officers are, how they just don't care. Absolutely, and this guy refused to identify himself. On top of that, there were two officers, one in uniform, one just dressed. It's basically an undercover in a leather jacket, and uh, a detective. Yeah, Leatherman uh, did not identify himself when asked, and that's supposedly an illegal thing. But it's not like anybody's ever going to punish him for it. Also, and I mean, I don't know the particular law, and I, I mean, I, I really don't care because this is a victimless crime, and it's merely about uh, revenue for the state, mm-hmm. but they had no paperwork. They had nothing. They just, he showed me a badge before the quick start, and I said, okay, I'm like, you have a badge. And he says, well, there's a warrant out for you, and we're going to take you. I said, for who? And he said, Adam. And I said, I don't know who you're talking about. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I have nothing to say to you, and I kept doing my workout. And then the other officer came in, like, we have a warrant for you. You're going to come with us. And I said, I don't know what you guys are talking about, and I don't even see any paperwork, and that's the conversation. Yeah. So, like, I never, you know, I deed myself. They never show me anything. Right, not they like just, the paperwork would make it. Two strangers with guns sure. and, a, and a badge rolled up and put me in handcuffs and took me to a car. They could have been anybody, and it's not like that the paperwork would have mattered to you or I. I mean, that's just, you know, their little system. But they aren't even, you're pointing out they're not even using their own system. They're breaking their, sure, own, their rules. own rules. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, to me, yeah, the, the piece of paper still would have just been a piece of paper, and, that, and that's what I went into afterwards when he said, well, the paperwork's in my car. And I said, well, that just sounds like a piece of paper in your car. Like, what is it? You know, it has no right to kidnap my body. But So, yeah, so we went through the whole thing. They uh, took me to the jail, and um, I was like... You also cold, went cold limp, by the way, uh, which resulted in an additional resisting arrest charge. Yes, yes, and I didn't know this at the time. I mean, obviously, they didn't tell me or anything like that, but... Yeah, so once you go to the jail, there's, you know, it's code five in Las Vegas for, like, non, non-cooperative or combative. And uh, so they, five guys, drag me out of the car, uh, <laughs> take me into a cell, and they're like, since you're not going to cooperate, we have to take all your clothes from you. And I said, <laughs> what do you mean? I said, I didn't, I'm like, I wasn't resisting arrest. They said, well, no, but since you're doing this, we take all your clothes. And I said, yeah. so since I made you work Punishment. harder, 
You have to take all my clothes. No, they don't have to. They're doing it on purpose. So they want to make you naked in a cold jail cell. Is that right? Yep. All the way to my underwear. Oh, my gosh. Just my underwear. Anybody who's ever been in a jail cell knows how cold it can be in there, and it is not necessarily a comfortable place. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I mean, I had been through this before, so I was like, whatever. And I'm telling the guys who were t- while we're taking off my pants and my shirt, like, you know, is, is this what you thought the job would be like? You know, did you even ask why I was here? You know, if, there, how, if there's no victim, how can there be a crime? Uh, just these things that, you know, I started to say to police officers while they're doing these things. And, you know, the typical response is, uh, this is our job, and you had a choice. Like, I could have just blindly given them my money or you know, walked into the jail and said, you know, photograph my body and here's my fingerprints. But uh, since you're not, you get that, they give you these punishments, and I tell them it's torture, and then they just laugh because they're like, who's torturing you? You had a choice, mm. you know, but like you said, Ian, you're in a cold jail cell, you know, no blankets, they take everything out of there, and, you know, I mean, that's torture. I mean, to me, that's torture. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, for from our perspective, uh, clearly being waterboarded would be more torturous. I mean, there's different levels of torture, right? Uh, but depriving humans of the ability to stay warm is a, I think, a torturous activity. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, then, like for for like two hours, I, I sat in there. I don't know. I'm, I'm just approximating. Obviously, there's no clocks or anything. And I realized, like, no, normally in the jails, the hot water doesn't work, but uh, here it did. So I was filling my sink with hot water to like steam up my room so it'd be warmer. <laughs> And uh, no one said nothing. No one came on the PA. And next thing I know, the water just shuts off. Oh, jeez. They just uh, shut off my water. And uh, every time a guy's walking by, I was trying to, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not your property. You know, the tree like this. Like, I still haven't seen a warrant, and I still know why I'm here. Then after a couple hours, I find out about the additional resisting obstructing charge. And uh, so ultimately, I was told that, like, I have, since I'm not going through the booking process, I could sit there for up to... You know, three days, one guy says, one guy says two days, and uh, before they didn't do anything, after that, they would make me see a judge as a John Doe. You decided to get bailed out. We'll find out uh, more if you've got time to tell us the rest of the story here in a moment with Adam. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bringing up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That number, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You will enjoy the features there for free because, well, those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. We figured we wanted to do it different. Make it free freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for news updates, by the way, and be kept in the loop as to what's going on with Free Talk Live. You know, we haven't mentioned it in well over a week, probably should have been mentioning it more often. Uh, The podcast awards are happening right now. This is something that was sent out as a news update about a week back. We mentioned it once on the air. You can go to podcastawards.com to put Free Talk Live in the running for the news politics uh, section 
of the the different categories for the podcast awards, and that's the one that we've won four times out of five times that they've had the podcast awards. This is the sixth podcast awards, and so we need you to take a moment and go to podcastawards.com. If you're in the car right now, just Remember that for when you get home, podcastawards.com, and then fill in Free Talk Live and put our podcast URL there in the news slash politics category. Right. It's, the number of nominations that we get is 40% of the nomination process. Free Talk Live has traditionally won this, but we need each and every nomination. They, they are not – it's not an issue of, well, you know, somebody else will nominate them because it's not one nomination isn't what it's about. It's no, we need quantity, more than one. Yeah, quantity of nominations. So matter. please take a moment. Podcastawards.com. And if you want to be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com to sign up for our email updates or jump on board with our Facebook or Twitter. That's news.freetalklive.com. Calling all writers interested in journalism and passionate about liberty. The IHS Journalism Internship Program places aspiring journalists and media participants Participates work in real jobs and learn core reporting skills. Former interns have gone on to ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more. Placements available in print, broadcast, new media, and investigative journalism. Stipends, housing assistance, mentoring, libertarianinternships.com takes care of all of it. Go there, sign up for their updates because um, not only do you get information at libertarianinternships.com, but they'll they'll send you updates, things that are going on in your specific geographic area, give you reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. We're back with Adam Miller from copblock.org, also uh, one of the two folks that did libertyontour.com. Uh, Coplock.org, now your primary uh, website. That's the place you and others blog about police uh, abusing people and doing horrible things. And the police today decided they were going to target and arrest you. Uh, they found you at a local gym while you were there with uh, your uh, your partner in business, uh, Pete Eyre, working out. They came in. Uh, apparently, they had their own access cards to the place because cops are really into gyms, too. And so that's not much of a surprise. But uh, they came in. They didn't bother showing you any any kind of paperwork. Uh, weren't really interested in identifying themselves particularly. Or at least one of them wasn't. And they uh, dragged you off into their police car. You were then thrown into a jail cell and uh, stripped of all of your clothes, except for your underwear. And I don't uh, wear underwear, so I guess I would be completely naked. Or maybe they'd give me some of those jail undies, which are just despicably nasty. Why did uh, I have to find out about this? So, <laughs> Too uh, much information. Well, you know, not everybody does. Some people like the commando. So... Uh, it's cleaner to wear underwear. So you were, you were in this jail cell, and uh, what happened? I mean, uh, was there anything else that developed at that point? Because at some point you got out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was it. Uh, I had known since like we got back here on Friday, uh, Jackson, Wisconsin, Pete and I, and that weekend uh, I've had a kind of a long-running thing with the uh, Jackson Police Department. They like to uh, violate a lot of people's rights, and so we've been going back and forth at it, but one of the officers had told a, a, a friend of mine that there was a warrant out for my arrest, and he's sometimes uh, one of these people that's harassing a lot of folks in town, so he said, I don't want to be the one to arrest him, as in, you know, maybe it would look like it was personal or, mm-hmm. or something like that, whatever he meant by it. So anyways, I had known that I would do six days, and I was fine with the six days. But when they added the uh, resisting obstruction charge and the whole threats about um, not going through the booking process, which I could sit in the holding area for up to three days, um, I just I weighed my options 18 to 21 days. You know, I got final LT stuff in another case in Mississippi, and I decided to be bailed out. So um, I realize now it was probably the wrong choice because, again, I didn't do anything wrong. 
the resisting is a total bogus charge. I mean, even according to their their rules, you have to act, like actively resist or combat or be combative. And I've seen people be convicted that. for it, though. I mean, uh, the people but have yeah, done the same I, thing I you've done. Say, yeah. In in their court, I mean, it also doesn't really matter what they say. They can do what they want. Right. But what the decision I probably at least should have made was to sit the six days uh, for the warrant um, because I've already lost, I lost that hundred thirty nine dollars no matter what. And then maybe in the six days, you know, people at Cop Lock that are doing the calling and and uh, Pete with uh, his great uh, work on the outside, uh, maybe could have put enough pressure on them to get the resisting dropped, even enough of public pressure. Um, instead of playing in their court, which is what I'm going to have to do now. So in hindsight, I'm kind of uh, kicking myself for uh, allowing them to get to me like that. But, uh, you know, they, everything's cut and dry to them. It's worst-case scenario. Or well, when, you're, here today. when you're being tortured, uh, and as you, you know, as you described it, they had essentially stripped you of your clothes and put you in a cold jail cell, that's a torturous kind of a situation. I don't blame anybody for wanting to uh, to get out of an uncomfortable situation like that. Uh, now, let me see if I'm clear on something, though. They arrested you because you failed to appear in court for a trial on driving while suspended? Yes. So, therefore, they found you guilty in absentia, and the, the, the fee was, or the fine was 100-something or six days in jail? $139 or six days in jail. Got it. So, um, But now that you've bailed out, that, that's going to mean that you're going to have to... Wait, you'd only be bailing out on the resisting arrest charge, right? The rest of it is... No, I had to bail out on both. Like, to bail out would be $139 instead of doing the oh, I see. and then uh, $300 for the resisting charge, which is pretty much the fine. I see, I, I see. I fight it in court, yeah. Got it. So basically, by paying the hundred thirty nine dollars, that eliminated the six days. You're you're out. That's not you're not going back in for another five days. That that one's done and over with at this point. And then yeah, and that's why I was saying in hindsight, I should have just sat the six days instead of giving them money. Um, but you know the way I was looking at it then, if I'm going to pay the three, you might as well pay the four and change. When really I should have just sat the six days and then hopefully had the resisting drop by then or. Hopefully they'd let me out on a signature bond uh, or something. I don't know. So now you're out on bail. Or... Presumably, is when's the arraignment? Tomorrow morning? No, they'll, they'll send me a, a letter. Um, I don't know when it is, and I didn't sign any conditions or anything like hmm. that. I mean, it's a total racket. It was just about money. Yeah, of course huh. it you is. Know, that's what I kept telling all these guys. It's just about money. So uh, no restrictions. I don't have a court date. I have no idea what the whole reasoning was other than money. Well, I hope that uh, you can get yourself out of there uh, one of these days, and uh, we, we look forward to seeing you back up here in New Hampshire. Although, although I know, is it is it a secret that there's another? Uh, well, I don't know if I can say what it is. You guys are doing something. You and Pete are planning uh, something else. I don't know yeah, how. Yeah. how much right now, we're just hashing out the. Uh, we're hopefully getting a final product out here. Um, Pete and I also have two court cases, one in Mississippi, uh, where Pete's charges are actually just dropped. So, oh, great uh, news! That's good news. We're going to work on um, on mine, and then we also have Massachusetts. And, uh, again, people can go to libertyontour.com or coplock.org and uh, check out about these sites. But, yeah, we're going to hash those out, uh, final product for Liberty on Tour, and then, yeah, we're going to most likely plan another project. So we'll see what happens. Well, I, I know you teased before about possibly doing a Liberty on Tour New Hampshire edition. I still think that would be uh, a lot of fun. Just driving around New Hampshire is not that big of a state. Well, no, but there's you know there's some stuff going on. and uh, There's a lot be... of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah we definitely sure. find something to do, and uh, it's definitely in the in – the, bag of options my big question was are you going to change brands again are you going to stick with liberty com? because you guys have done a lot to build that and uh, it would be a shame to see that go away 
Yeah, we're definitely going to hold on to it and uh, use it. Uh, like I said, there's we probably have like two or three note, uh, page notebooks or pages in the notebook of ideas for possible next projects or endeavors. And uh, depending on which one of those comes, there's plenty in there that still keep the Olivia on Tour product. Plus, other folks, uh, uh, somebody in the teen area has actually contacted us about using the Liberty on Tour name to do something similar with like a hitchhiking. So we'll see if that pans out. All right, cool, man. Well, glad you're out of jail and uh, hope to hear more from you, good things in the future. And, of course, folks can go to copblock.org, see the footage of uh, Adam being arrested this afternoon or this morning. And, Adam, thanks for calling and telling us the story tonight. Appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Good night, man. Adam Miller, copblock.org, 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated, so send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. So enjoy the features you'll find there free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live. We'll get a portion of the purchase price. You know, you need to buy stuff. You want stuff. You can get it, likely all of it, at Amazon. They've got so many categories, so many items, and great deals as well. Free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. Start your shopping experience at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, or .anything for that matter. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. If, so all you'll have to do is use the uh, the portal that we've created, hostgator.freetalklive.com. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can get your first month completely free at hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so let's continue with your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Going to G, listening in Georgia. G, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, G, what's on your mind? Um, I was just had a little incident yesterday that kind of goes with the TSA thing. It's kind of... I've never seen it before. I've I took a Greyhound. I'm currently in Savannah now. I was in Michigan for a couple of weeks working, mm-hmm. and uh, we have court this week, so I took a Greyhound um, from Michigan to Georgia. And as I was going through the Detroit hub, um, <clears throat> I had like a it was about an hour and forty five minute layover there, and I noticed these two guys in uniform. I don't know if they're border patrol or I didn't really look at their their badges or anything. They had green they had guns they had radios and everything and they were everybody who came off the buses and everybody who was going on the buses they were talking to Mm -hmm. and i was standing there waiting to get on our bus you know kind of wondering what was going on as we were getting on our buses and i noticed too that every they were taking basically it was like a profiling thing they were taking the middle eastern 
like the dark hair, the dark complexion aside and checking all their papers. Hmm. As I went to get on my bus, they asked me, are you a United States citizen, which the guy was a Mexican, American, I guess you would call him, and he could barely speak English, was asking us if we're United States citizens. Yeah, it's and, it's a funny it's a funny feeling when a when a when a person and it, it's often you know, that you have to deal with uh, government bureaucrats that are you know they they have accents and things like that they they're asking you about your citizenship and it's really weird somebody who's asking you with what appears to be a foreign accent if you're a citizen it's an odd experience yeah I wanted to ask him the same question but in the same sense I knew I had to come here and probably would have gone well yeah and I can do a Middle Eastern accent too and I thought about doing that and I thought no that wouldn't be very good either but. <laughs> There was another gentleman on the bus with me who was Middle Eastern. He was probably, I'd say, 20, 21 years old, and he he got taken aside. They asked him, are you a United States citizen? He was directly behind me. He said yes, and they said, go stand over there. I said yes as well, and they let me get on the bus. Um, they stood there, and they questioned him for a good, I bet it was 20 minutes. Our bus was late leaving by probably Jeez. 10 minutes because of it. And when he got on the bus, I actually talked to him at the next stop. I said, you know, I'd like to interview you, and even if it's just audio, you know, because all I had was my cell phone, mm-hmm. so I could just do a real real quick audio thing. And, and they put such a fear into him, he didn't even want to talk. Wow. He didn't want to talk about it. He said he, he, is, he was born in America. He has never been, I mean, his parents were born in America. You know, his grandparents are from, I think he said, I want to say Pakistan. Hmm. So, you know, he's a second-generation American. Would he tell you anything and, off the record, or he just didn't want to even talk about the, the experience? Um, he he kind of told me what they asked him, and they looked at his, his information. They called it in on a radio, because I was trying to take pictures on my cell phone, but it was kind of dark, and the lighting wasn't very good, so I got, like, blobs, but you really can't make out what it was. What, what happens to somebody who's said, riding a Greyhound bus without an ID? I, mean, I don't know, because I, I don't have an ID. I don't carry an ID, and I rode Greyhound. That's how I travel, because you don't need right. an ID to buy a ticket. It, well, right, and you don't... And you yeah, if you can't drive and you need to go somewhere, then Greyhound is yeah. pretty much your option. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people on Greyhound that don't have a government-issued identification card on them. What happens if they pull you aside for this 20-minute interrogation and they want to see your papers? Uh, what happens if you don't well, have any papers to show them? Myself, personally, because I couldn't show no ID. I thought, what are they going to do, stick me here in downtown Detroit, you know, where I have, I mean, I have family that's a couple hours away that would come and get me but what would they do with my ticket that i just paid 200 dollars for and how much are these guys getting paid you know to stand there and say are you a united states citizen you know i mean i'm sure they're they're making quite a bit of money and it's coming out of the taxpayers not my pocket because i don't pay taxes (laughs) but you know the taxpayers who do pay it's coming out of their pocket you know and i just thought and i mean the kid was he was scared too and why why should he be scared you know because these I mean, men, he knows, as everybody does, whether they'll admit it or not, he knows that these men could at any moment decide to, t- to whisk him away and oh, yeah, uh, you know, do whatever they want with him. Yeah, and there was people, other people taking pictures, and they're supposed to email it to me. I don't know if they're good or not, because there was one guy that got kind of a good picture of the two talking to him. And, um, and then in another place, I was talking to another guy, because usually people who ride buses, they do it quite often. I just did it two weeks ago, went mm-hmm. from south to north, and then I just came from the north to the south back down here. And so you know kind of the routine, you know, and especially if you go the same route, you know the same cities you go to, and you go through the same hubs and everything. And a lot of people were saying lately they've had dogs searching the bags as well. 
Yep, they we, sniff all the bags underneath and all the carry-ons and everything, which I've never seen that. Yeah, they and actually. Uh, Michelle Seven told us on Monday night that a friend of hers had this happen to uh, to them. In fact, they yep, got pulled over. Yeah, and they were pulled over at a Border Patrol checkpoint, and they actually ran people through the scanner. Uh, apparently, they had one installed at the checkpoint, and it wasn't a it wasn't a Greyhound station; it was a Border Patrol checkpoint. And they searched through all the bags, found some marijuana. They didn't charge anybody; they just confiscated the marijuana. Probably went and got high after that. Gee, thanks for the call tonight. Yeah. I hope everything goes well for you and Mama Allie in court tomorrow, and uh, hopefully, we'll okay, hear good I news. It. If it does, thanks you for the call and the story. Yes, sir. You too. Uh, 800-259-9231. Yeah. Can you believe they went through people's bags, found marijuana, didn't decide to go after whomever's ba- whoever it was that they found marijuana in their bag? I mean, that just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Maybe they wanted to smoke it themselves. Uh, but I, that, yeah. That's the only thing I can come up with. Absolutely. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue. I guess, you know, maybe they said to themselves, this just isn't enough pot to worry about or something like that. And in which case, yay for them. I, I, you know, I'd be happy if they just took my pot and uh, if, if I still smoked marijuana, um, if they just took my pot and went and smoked it, I wouldn't care. But uh, Jerry's in Iowa. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hello. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Jerry, um, what's on your mind? I um, went to a football game a few weeks ago in St. Louis, and um, there was uh, lines to get in. I thought it was just lines to, you know, enter the stadium. Turns out they're doing pat-downs for everybody. Wow. And um, there's a line for men, line for women, line for families. I didn't get really a good look at the line for families because I was in the men line, and then there was the women, then there was the families. But um, I was kind of upset about it, and some guy turned around and told me, hey, shut up. It's not that bad. <laughs> and, you know, I went through it. And basically, it was just an upper body thing. They kind of hug you, then they kind of just feel around your back. And I thought, well, that was kind of weird because I had a pocket knife in my pants. I wonder why, you know, what was the point of that? Well, are they trying to catch things or not? Uh, it doesn't sound like it, right? It doesn't sound like they're really too concerned. Yeah. So I um, today I was kind of thinking about that, so I looked found a website that had an article about it from 2005, and a security guy with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals said that it's about, it has to do with suicide bombers. <laughs> I mean, I've watched a lot of football. I've never heard of suicide bombers at any football games before. Has it even happened in another country? I don't. I've never heard of it. But I not know. that I would. Certainly, suicide bombers have occurred, but not necessarily at a football game. Well, an American football game, or, or do you a mean sporting, a sporting event. event? Right. I don't know, and I don't know that that really entirely matters. Um, I think what what's more important is there's really not much you can do about uh, suicide bombers, and you can believe that the uh, the 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 mouth breathing uh, security people here in the United States, which have no experience with it, certainly don't know anything. You can do anything in the name of stopping suicide bombers. Anything. I mean, just stop commerce if that's what it's going to be about. Well, in in the case of the suicide bomber, it seems incredibly dumb because uh, if they find a guy with a suicide bomb attached to him and his original intent was to kill himself at the football game in the bleachers or something like that, then... It would seem to me that anybody who is intending to kill themselves for whatever the reason, you know, Allah or the jihad or whatever reason they they would have for killing themselves, they would still go ahead and kill themselves just right then at the security checkpoint. And would they take out a significantly uh, smaller amount of people? It might even take out more people depending on how many people are gathered around the security checkpoint waiting in line there. 
it, 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 you know, they're going to set their bomb off if that's what their intention is. Right. And there are plenty of people there. But terrorism is a crime of revenge in most cases. Revenge against what is what we want to talk about. Jerry, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the story. At 800-259-9231. Hour 3 is next. You take control. Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live we are launching into the third hour of the program and you are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various different features you will find there completely free. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Actually, main feature allows you to create the content and control the content of the website. You can see what I mean. Get the details at freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and the fun, uh, let's start things out this hour with Patrick listening in New Jersey. Patrick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, hey, what's going on? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, no, this economy. Uh oh, I think we might have a bad line with Patrick. Let's put him back on hold and try Joel listening in Maine. Joel, you're on Free Talk Live. Joel is gone. Let's try Jeremy in Alaska. Jeremy, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Jeremy. Well, I, was I was wondering when the hell y'all get to me, man. <laughs> Jeremy, frequently people hold for as long as uh, an hour or two on a lot of talk radio shows. You held for, I think, uh, about a half an hour, so we're doing all right. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to talk turkey and talk about deep-fried turkey. What do you guys think about deep-fried turkey? I've had it at other people's Thanksgiving and uh, I recall events, it being good. And it was uh, it was good. It was juicy. I, I I enjoyed it. It's hard for things to not be good when it's deep fried. Yeah. You want my recipe for it? Well, maybe. What, what is it? In, in my safety tip, oh. never do it in your oven or stove, and always uh, do it outside or in your garage or maybe by your couch if it's. Still there, like you. do a proper, you do it in a, a deep fat frying machine. Is what you're saying? No, no. do it with a propane burner. How does that work? I don't know much about frying things. So how you do you need to put a vat of fat someplace? Yeah, Turkey is really big, so it requires a lot of oil, and if that catches on fire, you can burn your kitchen down. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to do it inside. You want to do it out there by your couch in the lawn. Ian. So what? Well, it's not my couch, and it's not in uh, in the lawn anymore. But uh, Jeremy, what is it that? How does that work exactly? How are you using a propane torch to deep fat fry a chicken? Well, you or a turkey. It has to have, you have like an iron stand, right? And uh, it's very expensive to deep fry a turkey unless. Uh, you get a bunch of hippies together that know how to do it, and then uh, I have to say I'm in the dark. Uh, an, an iron stand. What is that for? 
I, I don't. I'm not a chef. Pot on. That, that's to set the uh, that that's to set the uh, propane grill on. Okay, so you put a grill, a propane grill, on an iron a stand. A burner. A burner. Okay, and then on, and then what do you like? Get a cauldron and fill it with oil. And <laughs> what do you? Yes. Really? Uh, yeah, like a like a big ass pot. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because you've got to have a big pot to put most turkeys in. They're fairly large birds. Uh, wow. Okay. So then, what? I mean, do you use some seasonings, or what? What else is uh, required here? Well, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but it's a Cajun recipe to begin with. You know, the deep fried turkey is a Cajun recipe, and uh, I prefer to use Cajun spicy recipes and injections. I'm not talking about shooting myself. Hey, guys, don't make fun of me yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'd like to join you. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, You mean this afternoon? He's in Alaska. It's 5 o'clock there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to talk turkey, man. Come on. You did talk turkey. You talked turkey, all right. Are y'all going to let me give me a break or what? What do you got, man? What else you got? Go ahead. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, how to deep fry a turkey. What have what what, have, what part haven't we covered? You need the cauldron. You need the the propane torch. You got to be outside or in well, the garage. You got to have the do iron. Don't do it inside thing. and don't do it while you're stoned because uh, someone might get hurt or you might burn the whole complex down. You've serious business. I understand. I understand. And then and, what else do we need to know? No, here's a serious tip, Ian. Never, never, ever do it indoors. But uh, um, here's how you measure the oil, because the oil's going to cost you about 80 bucks. You have to measure the oil? Bucks. 80 bucks? It's expensive yeah, up there. Yeah, but you can always reuse it in your indoor fryers. So Good thinking. Just- Jeremy, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Good tips there on uh, how not to fry a turkey. Well, never bob for apples in the uh, boiling oil either. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Let's continue with your phone calls. You bring up whatever's on your mind, uh, 800-259-9231. I don't know if we got Patrick back. If maybe he's in a better cell. Let's try him one more time uh, if he's still there. I don't hey know. Guys, Patrick? I'm here. All right. Yeah, we I'm can, here. We can hear you now. Go ahead. Great. Um, man, This I live in New Jersey, in South Jersey, near Atlantic City. Let me tell you something. The economy here, I think, has hit rock bottom for myself anyway. Um, Why is that? Well... I was successful. I'm I'm an artist, a visual artist, actually a, a tattoo artist, and I've been successful my whole 14-year career. And in 2008, when the uh, economic collapse happened, I lost both of my tattoo businesses. People decided and, uh, that that wasn't something they wanted to spend their uh, money on anymore. Well, it was tattoo. It's a, it's a look. Yeah, it's a luxury item. You know, people usually, you know, you spend that extra money on on a tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know. And, uh, you know, a guy like me, I can't go get a job doing anything else. And when you Don't said you had two me. tattoo businesses, meaning you had two shops in the... In a... I had, yes, two successful tattooing businesses wow. that, thrived, that thrived for years. Wow. And, uh, you know, I have a kid. I have a, I have a girlfriend. 
Luckily, I'm not a homeowner. I'm a renter. But it's got to the point now where we're about to be homeless. Because you can't pay rent? Well, we can't. I can't make any money. You know, I mean, over the years, you get used to living a certain life. Yeah, a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you? Yeah, obviously, once you lost the businesses, you went to work someplace else. What, are you still working? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I show up to work, but we don't make any money, man. I, I've worked oh, at six. I see. You're saying you every, still own the tattoo parlors, but people no, no, aren't. No, 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 no. I had to close them down. Okay. In 2008, because so you, over the years. What are you doing? Now are you working I, for another still, tattoo shop? Yeah, I yeah. I, well, if that's what you want to call it, mm. I mean, usually I just sit around all day. Right, and you, you know, get like, paid based on uh, per sale, not necessarily hourly, sure. right? Exactly, exactly. I don't get paid if I don't do anything. And what does your girlfriend do? Uh, well, she's a stay-at-home mom. We have oh, a boy. baby. Yep. And this is the thing. Over the years, I've been successful at it. I hadn't had to look sure. for another career. And, uh, you know, I was able to save a lot of money through my career. And since 2008, I've slowly been spending it trying to save my family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this, is, this is it right here this week. I have nothing left. I have nothing. Amazing. Wow, that is uh, my that's horrible. Phone, my, my phone will get shut off at the end of the month because I can't afford it. I don't, we don't have any family that can help us. I don't know what to do with myself, man. I really well, don't know I would say do. it's time to uh, you know hunker down and do something else. I mean, so, I, yeah, something less palatable. I know what I know where where you're coming from. Like you know, I've done this my whole life. This is what I know. I feel comfortable with. But right. and, I've been successful at it. Yeah. I mean, it's just that people aren't coming. We've 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 even spent money to advertise. That didn't do anything. You know, to do extra advertising. I mean, the economy here in New Jersey is just terrible. Well, I mean, it's absolutely the worst. No one moved to New Jersey. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's never it's never a good here. idea to move to uh, most places, uh, the urban places in New Jersey. And, I don't know. And you know, New Jersey is typically pretty prosperous. So, so the New York area, New Jersey, Connecticut, and I have a lot of clients in Connecticut and in, in New York, well, Westchester County, and it slowed way down for me down there as well. And you're not well, doing tattoo work. You're doing uh, computer programming, basically. But uh, let's let's continue the discussion though on what can be done. I mean, because. You, I, I understand there are people that will say, well, I can't find a job, but I don't know if they're oh, no, looking I've that looked, hard. I've looked for other jobs. You I've have. looked for other jobs. I've went to pump gas. I've went to paint houses. I've went to, I've tried everything, landscaping, everything. No one is hiring. I don't know what to do. I'm about to go pinch, pitch a tent in the woods. We're going to come back and uh, I want to continue the discussion here. Maybe if you've got some ideas, you can share them with Patrick. It's free talk. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free. So do enjoy those on us. Again, that's Free Talk Live. 
com and joining you in the studio tonight it is ian and wayne and mark and uh freetalklive.com has a lot of different stuff don't forget to check out our archives in fact there's a lot of them there going all the way back to the late uh, times of 2006 you can get it all free the front page of the website has uh, the last seven days and then you click into the archive section and you will get a whole lot more uh there that's freetalklive.com. The archives are brought to you by hostgator.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are getting together here in New, uh, New Hampshire. Th- those of us here on this program tonight are all members and participants in the Free State Project. We moved here as part of the Free State Project uh, from different places and in order to get active. And uh, it's been great so far. I've been here four years, over four years now. And uh, every year that goes by, more people keep moving in, and it hasn't even officially begun yet. We're early movers. We are people who moved before the Free State Project reached, uh, or reaches, rather, 20,000. It's got over 10,000 signers now. We're approaching 10,500, so still quite a ways to go. Um, I would suggest, if you like the idea of moving together with other liberty-minded people, that you sign up now at freestateproject.org and just start making plans to get here, because the community is just full of incredible people, and the Activism just keeps getting better and better over time. There's nothing like it anywhere else in the liberty movement. Freestateproject.org. And don't forget to visit the Next 1000 pledge also at pledgebank.com slash next1000. If you can get here by the end of 2011, you need to sign the Next 1000 pledge and sign it within the next month and a half over at pledgebank.com slash next1000. 800-259-9231. Unfortunately, we lost Patrick in New Jersey there during the break. And he had called in with a situation that I don't think anybody wants to have to deal with. He uh, was doing tattoo work, had his own tattoo shop, actually two of them, very successful. Economy took a hit. People decided they didn't want to spend any of their extra money on tattooing anymore at that point. And other things, uh, you know, Wayne, you were mentioning going to the spa, for instance. So these, yeah, or getting a massage or, or getting your nails done if you're a woman. Or yeah, these luxury so things inclined. that uh, you don't really need to be doing if you don't so can't many, afford it. But eating out, so many people yeah. have cut down on so many things since the economy kind of went south. And, uh, you know, many industries that are based on, you know, things that people don't necessarily need, luxuries, um, he used that term and i think it's a i think i guess it is one um you know so many industries based on luxuries have taken a real hit yep and he's down there in new jersey uh and is having a tough time has pretty much been out of work uh regarding tattooing in uh, for, for a couple of years saying that he lost his businesses in 2008 started working for another tattoo shop but there's not much in the way of work that he pretty much just you know sits there all day waiting for clients to come and they they don't come and I'm looking here at this unemployment map, uh, the map that where they you can go to. I don't even know. I'm not. I can't give you this URL. But I searched for unemployment map on Google, and it was the first result uh, that that came up. And it's it's interesting because it shows the kind of the progression of the unemployment numbers over time from 2007. Yeah, I've watched this. It's really frightening. Yeah, to up see. to the current date. And over time, you know, step by step, you can see the areas of the country get worse and worse and worse and worse with their unemployment uh, numbers. The best area for the unemployment is right in the middle of the country. Uh, it's kind of a strip from part of Oklahoma all the way up through what looks like uh, northern northern and southern Dakota. New Hampshire is one of the better areas in uh, the the entire East, actually, according to these numbers. And obviously, they're probably government numbers, but for what they're worth. 
the New Hampshire statistics show looks like some areas of New Hampshire have unemployment as low as five to six percent. Uh, other areas six to seven percent, while the rest of the country uh, on the east side is you know, they've got the black color, which means ten percent or more. Uh, I can't really see. Looks like Jersey is seven point zero to ten percent. So. There's less unemployment here in New Hampshire. New Hampshire's economy is one of the strongest. It is the strongest in uh, New England, as I understand it, maybe in the entire Northeast. And I think the unemployment numbers are kind of – they bear that out. That That's evidence that the economy here is, is uh, stronger than it is elsewhere. But that's not an easy answer for a lot of people either, especially somebody in Patrick's uh, situation – where he's literally running out of money. He's been living off of his savings for a couple of years, and maybe he didn't know about the Free State Project two years ago. We're not here. He's not here right now for us to ask him that. But you know, if he just found out about the Free State Project, he might be kicking himself and wishing he had known about it in 2008, maybe made the move then. Maybe he would have been better off. I mean, that's all speculative. But now he's not very well off. He's uh, he's lost his uh, his work. He's his his uh, girlfriend has a child that she's taking uh, taking care of at home. She's not working either. And now they're running out of cash. What do you do in that situation? You know, it's it, time to it's, go to McDonald's. It's really it's, yeah, it's a tough scenario. I mean, this happened to me once in in my life. The radio station I was working for basically shut its doors. It was going to be shut for a couple of months while the a sale went on. I it did end up going and working for the same radio station again. But no, but there was no. Nobody to pay me for two months. And so I went out and I drove a taxi cab. And I had no idea that I was going to get hired on to this new radio station. I had no mm-hmm. reason to uh, expect that at all. I went out and I got a job driving a cab. Had you ever done that before? No, I, but I'd driven cars before, and I mm-hmm. knew the area reasonably well, so I figured it was uh, it was something I could do. I could set my own hours to some extent. That wasn't uh, entirely true. They, want, in fact, wanted me to work particular hours, but... Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, I you had basically I had basically had a choice as I could drive drunks around at night and feel threatened and being in terrible neighborhoods that I would have preferred not to do. Mm-hmm. Or I could get up early in the morning and drive people to the airport. And uh, then as the day progressed, I'd push little old ladies around town and stuff like that. I turned what I ended up starting to do is I I turned my taxi cab into a tour bus um, to some extent. I'd tell people about uh, localities. I'd look look things up on the Internet. Oh, Oh, this is such and such. I'd tell them about restaurants. I mean, a lot of cab drivers haven't been to the nicest restaurants in town. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to have that advantage. So I'd tell people, oh, this, that, and the other, where are you looking forward to? And I'd talk to people about the area, and I, I found that I got a lot, a lot better tips in that way. But... You know, I, you know, maybe I got lucky. It was a different economy then. It's um, true. You know, I mean, maybe people aren't taking cabs as much. I don't know. I, I can't say the answer, but I can say that what you have to be ready to do is you have to be ready to work another job. I know what it's like. A low-skilled job. But- I would not want to take a job as a barista serving coffee to people right now. Uh, because I'd worked as a talk, radio talk show host, had my own business, made the kind of money that I've uh, you know, been making in this career and the one previous to it. And I'm used to the things that I'm used to. I wouldn't want to do that. But sometimes life throws you a curveball, and if you're not if <laughs> if you're not ready to play, then then it's going to knock you over. Wayne, what what do you think? I mean, you've had a, a long storied career of doing different things. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think you have to be willing to innovate, and like Mark did, he he step beyond you know because you can you can work a job that might seem menial but then what you can do is you can add your own flair to it and end up taking it someplace that you never dreamed 
So you have to be willing to try new things. There's no question whether it's go down to Home Depot or whatever. Do something different. At least we can make some decent money while you're looking for other things. 1-800-259-9231. It doesn't mean you can't keep your foot in something that you like doing. You know, It doesn't mean you couldn't uh, do some commission tattoo work or something or, like or that. Or maybe we just well, work Saturdays or something. Right. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of these airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231 and enjoy our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff there and it's all free. Our webcam is one of those free features. You go to cam.freetalklive.com. You may watch and listen and interact because our chat room is built into the very same page. Cam.freetalklive.com, the webcam brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. Including SFPs, XFPs, GBIC, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're run all 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off of list price. MemoryDealers.com. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right. Toll free number again, 800 259 9231. Would love to have your suggestions uh, as to what to do. Patrick called us uh, from New Jersey. The economy there is in the tank. As it is in so many places. And it's not as bad in New Jersey as it is in Michigan, but it's pretty bad. He's having a tough time finding people to hire him to do tattoo work and really doesn't want to do things that are besides that outside of tattoo work. But well, it's not that he said that he wouldn't do it. He said that he just couldn't find any work doing it. Right. Well, actually, he said he's looked for other jobs and that he couldn't find another job. And I don't know what it's like to live in New Jersey, and I don't know what it's like to look for a job. But whenever I hear somebody say they just can't find another job, I always find it hard to believe. Uh, I know that some people have made that claim around here in New Hampshire, but uh, Julia, who um, was my uh, ex-girlfriend, she just recently was fired from her job, and she found another job in a week's time. In a week's time. She sure did. But she went out and she put in 30 applications, and she followed up, and... And she, you know, she got her gig. Uh, I mean, th- she's a good work uh, worker. She's got a good history, so she's not like a t- you know crappy employee or something like that. Despite that, she the- well, he's worked for himself. Um, he pre- he's likely covered in tattoos, which is going to that's an issue. Relegate him to certain uh, certain careers. I mean, yeah. that just seems to be the reality of it. Depending on where they are, sometimes you can cover them up with that's a uh, good point shirt sleeves. But um, you know, I've got tattoos, but I have them in places that can be covered in short with a short sleeve shirt. Right. Um, I, you know, I. He could probably, it seems to me, if you try hard enough, that you'll find a job somewhere. It's probably not going to be palatable, okay? I mean, and I understand. Yeah. And if you put in the time, you have the right attitude, you're going to do well. I I know it sounds easy, but, you know, I mean, I've been a member of the lowest socioeconomic group on the planet. I was in prison for nine years. I mean, I've got an excuse for not getting jobs, but somehow or another, I've always managed to do it. I've stayed, I've worked all the time. I, you know, I mean, it's it, it could sound like a guy who's, oh, you know, just doesn't know what it's like out there. And indeed. But I think that really the answer is if you want another if you want a different job, you just got to try harder. 
Maybe it's where you are. Maybe it is the economy where you are. I can't speak to that. If I that's don't know. the case, then get the hell out of there. Yeah. And I know that's more difficult now because he's running out of cash. What do you do in that in that situation? I mean, if you're going to be if you're going to be homeless, being homeless in New Hampshire in the wintertime is a pretty tough uh, a pretty tough gig. But New Jersey's not much better. No, it, it's not. So uh, there's no easy answer here. Would love to have your uh, your input at 800-259-9231. I think the most important factor, though, in getting a job in a tough economy is being willing to take something you otherwise would turn your nose up at. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's you, not desirable, obviously. If you can live in a place that's not expensive to live and you can make 10 or $12 an hour, you can probably squeak by for a while. That's another good point. Let's We didn't even touch on that. Reducing your costs of living is another important thing. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to have money coming in, but the uh, he mentioned that you get used to a certain lifestyle. Well, that's another thing that's going to have to change. If you don't have any money or you've got a significantly lowered amount, let's say he does get a job. He manages to, to wrangle something together and maybe uh, she gets one, too, part-time on the weekends uh, to help out. Uh, you you manage to get that something coming in. You've got to sh- you've got to cut down on like you were talking about, Mark, eating out. Take a look at your habits. Uh, maybe it's time to quit drinking, you know, or time to quit smoking. Whatever it is that uh, that you're spending money on, start start taking a, creating a budget on what it is that you've got coming in and going out every single day, and and then take a look at that at the end of a week, or look at it every day, and analyze what it is that you're spending your money on and where you don't have to be spending money. Start drinking water instead of soda. You know, mm-hmm. things like this where it's... It's really tough to change your lifestyle in that manner. Yeah. It's, it, but, it, but those things add up. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. These add up. They really do. Unless you want to end up in, you know, the Salvation Army with your family. You don't want that. Indeed. So, uh, let's continue with your thoughts. Nick is in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Nick in Illinois. Hi. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? I saw the uh, the great interview that Mark did uh, that was tacked on to the end of Monday's podcast for the Edgington Post about L- the Great Depression. Listen to it, yeah. Yeah. And it reminded me of how similar uh, things that are going on now are like the Great Depression. You know, it's the economy's trying to readjust its structure of production, but it seems like everything is being done to prevent that. Um, and and like people reference the Great Depression and say, "Oh, we need a new New Deal," even though history has since borne out that the New Deal just made everything worse. Yeah. And that podcast uh, really explained that very clearly. And you know, it's it's little details like the story about Jack Megan that really sold it about how he was arrested for. Uh, pressing suits too cheaply? Yes. <laughs> that's that's it's, a heck, it's a heck of a story. I don't remember exactly what the prices were, but essentially the government uh, said that you couldn't couldn't price uh, couldn't press suits for less than 40 cents. It's unfair he was, competition! He was doing it for 35, and <laughs> exactly. uh, they threw him in jail for it. When was this? During, During the Depression. Depression. Gotcha. Nobody's pressing a suit. They're trying to prop up prices when they shouldn't have, they should have let prices adjust down. Nick, any other thoughts you want to share? Well, propping up prices is, exa- is exactly what they're trying to do. They've made that mm-hmm. very clear, such as in the housing market. Sure. Yeah. And um, but it's surprising that it, it's it's been known for a while now, isn't it? In the mainstream knowledge that the New Deal made things worse. Like that's no longer a fringe concept. I think that I don't think it's necessarily in, no, I don't because um not in I, high school. I, I think you're talking to you're basically talking about a people that are a level of education about economics. You can talk to people about that. But 
when you're talking to the vast majority of people, I remember I remember having a conversation back when I was new to this. I don't even I, I don't even think Free Talk Live was syndicated at the time. Um, if it was, it was it was relatively new uh, in in that area. And I said. Well, um, you know, gold would be a better thing to, to tie money to than, uh, than, than nothing. And um, the person responded, well, gold causes inflation. This is a person, you know, this is just two amateurs talking to each other. And that was the thought. Huh. I'd never heard that one. Nick, well, thank you for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Amos listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Amos, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah, I just uh, you know heard about this guy's plight. You know, he didn't say anything really about his uh, if he's in good physical shape or uh, in what his educational uh, background is. But you know, if I was him, I would and didn't have any experience in it. I'd get my buns over to nearby, like I'm looking on Maverick, Susquehanna, Pennsylvania, Wyoming County, Pennsylvania, Bradford County, they're doing a lot of gas well drilling over there and get you a job with a roughneck on one of those rigs over there. It's pretty tough work, but it pays good. Yeah, and, well, that's just it. You take a job that most people aren't going to want, and you'll be you probably be all right. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's tough work. And then and another thing, down here, there's, uh, you know, there's still, all these coal mines are still uh, advertising. You know, you've got to pass a um, miner's um, class, which is about an 80-hour class. Mm-hmm to get certified but uh they're hiring and you know that's pretty darn good pay and i'm looking at the map here the unemployment map uh the most recent numbers west virginia not looking so great uh, all black and uh, almost 100 percent black or purple which is the you know the two worst stages there for the map but yet you're saying people are still hiring so i mean there's got to yeah. be work out there for people that are willing to do it yeah we've even had i mean uh, a couple of the department stores you know it's I don't know what the hours are, and so but like some of the department stores down here are hiring, and uh, UPS places like that. You know, well, it is going to be holidays, though, right? The holiday season yeah. is is approaching, and even though a lot of those jobs are temporary, uh, they can sometimes expand into something more permanent. It's essentially a proving grounds uh, when you're working. And thank you, by the yeah. way, for that suggestion. I appreciate your call tonight, yeah. Amos. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there you go. Undesirable jobs. They're hiring. You just have to be willing to take it. UPS pays pretty well, too. That's a union job, too, on, to- on top of that. I don't know if that's a good thing. But if, if it's paying and <laughs> you need money, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, 800-259-9231 if you want to get your suggestion in here. And, uh, yeah, holiday jobs, good opportunities to make some money, at least in the upcoming months. Maybe you can make enough to get the hell out of New Jersey. Free talk live. Yeah. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. Now, if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country and into more people's ears on the internet. Promote.freetalklive.com. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? 
Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. It's easy. Get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. You can check them out at DellValleySilver.com. Get a hold of Karen there to get started. It's DellValleySilver.com. Continuing with your phone calls about what you want, James is on the line listening in Alabama to WBHP. Hello, James. James? Hi, guys. How are we doing tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Oh, man, I got an incredible story to tell you. All right. Let's hear it. Oh, about three years ago, my, I was taking care of my father, and he was arthritic and diabetic, and he lost a leg, and I became his full-time caretaker. 24-hour a day care. Mm. And I struggled through that for right at a year till he lost the other leg, and then he didn't want to be on this planet anymore after that, so he, he kind of pushed himself on to death. Mm. It was just very traumatic for me. And he, he and I had been in business together for 12 years, and we'd worked very hard, and everything I've had in my whole life I've worked very hard for. And right at a year later, almost to the day after he passed, my home burnt to the ground. Oh, gosh. So, the home I built as a teenager, oh, geez. me and my father, a carpenter, and two uncles built this home, and it burnt to the ground. So I was pretty distraught. So mm. when the insurance company gave me a check, I went around the same county I'd grown up in, and I found another town. And it was right right near a larger town, a small town. I moved in. I bought a house with a beautiful view, beautiful home, uh, and I was just tickled to death because when I moved in, I noticed... Every house on the block I moved into had uh, come to the Baptist church sign in their yard. So I thought, these are good folks. You know, I'll be in a safe place here. Hmm. So I went on and started rebuilding my life. I got a girlfriend, and we had a pretty rough go with it. Uh, she she had a bit of a drug problem, and she and I were trying to work that out, trying to get her winged off of it. And then on 9-11, 9-11 of 09, Five armed men broke into my home. Oh, my goodness. And, and I come out of the bedroom with a little bitty pistol, little bitty Derringer. And when I walked down the hall, two assault rifles pointed at me. Whoa. So I threw the little pistol away. They took me. They took my girlfriend, held us both hostage. They robbed my home. They took $5,800 in cash, my cameras, mm. my computers. Um, everything that they could carry off that was of any value short of the big screen TV. They held me for three days, and finally I paid them $10,000 to release me. So I had to pay them some money to get them to release my girlfriend also. And, of course, she's just lost at this point. We went to a hotel for a couple of days, and she couldn't stand it anymore. She went back to her hometown, and uh, eventually she moved on to Tampa, Florida. But... I had no choice after three days but to come back home. So when I came home, those same criminals came back to my home again and abducted me again. And this time, they wanted $50,000 to release me. Their spokesman got on the local media and said the reason they were holding me hostage was I was a major drug distributor. I was not. I was just a guy that had worked for everything he had. Had a girlfriend, you know, just trying to piece my life back together after these two traumatic events. My home was paid for. I sold the family farm, and I had bought things that would last me the rest of my life. I finally got them to release me for $2,500. 
And I have to sit here now, and I have sold all my belongings, mm. everything. Had a moving sale, put my house up for sale to get out of this town, and I have to still watch those same criminals drive by in their black and white Dodge Chargers and look at me. So the second and, time that they they um, they searched your house, did they find any drugs, or they just arrested you for having money? Very small amount. Very small amount. My girlfriend had a bit of a cocaine problem, and she she was trying to get off of it. Mm-hmm. And we were winging her off of it little by little. And when they they raided my house, they got on the media, and they didn't find any drugs. Their search warrant said marijuana and marijuana distribution conspiratorial items. There was none here. They found none. Wait, that they was the first time or the papers. second time? I'm sorry. When did they find some drugs? Well, the night of the raid, they found a little bit of powder cocaine, a very small Was that amount. the first raid or the second raid? They didn't raid the second time. They just walked up and arrested me the second time. I see. The second time, they charged me with receiving stolen property. This was a gun my father bought brand new. Brand new. I have a receipt for this gun. Hmm. This is what the officer testified to at the preliminary hearing to, for my bond reduction. They put me on a half a million dollar bond for one charge of receiving stolen property. He testified, hold your fingers up, the cop testified that a man claimed a gun from a picture in the newspaper. No paperwork, no nothing, no serial numbers, no nothing to identify it. He identified it by a scratch on the barrel. The man said a thief stole it from the man. And the thief told the man who told the cop that I bought it from the thief a month before they raided my house. Wow. What do you, why do you think all this attention of uh, this criminal gang was brought upon you? Was there something you uh, did to, to warrant their attention? Uh, was it completely I, I a surprise? I think it just happens to be the house I bought. This house uh, is a beautiful home, but it is, uh, it was empty for over a year, and Apparently the neighbors liked it being empty because when I moved in, I'd had no wild parties. There was no traffic coming and going. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, you know, it was just me and, and girls. I was chasing girls. So I fell in love with this one, and then that slowed down to just her and her girlfriend. And I, so someone lied to them and told them that I was a major drug dealer. When this person got caught with so, drugs. So somebody got caught, they made some crap up about you, and exactly. it, it essentially informed on you. The police then used that information as the basis to raid your home and arrest you and then continue yeah. to tear apart your life. You, you're, you're, uh, how long ago was this? Are you still facing the charges? Yes, yes. I, it was on 9-11, 9-11 of 09. Mm. And I've had to sit every night when I go to sleep. I just wonder if that's the night they're going to kick the door in again and lie again about me. When are you going to court? I don't know. I haven't even got a court date yet. Really? Wow. You know, one thing that this... Yeah, it's been... it's been close to 18 months. You know, what? one you know, thing that this, this shows is just how uh, utterly expensive the, uh, the the judicial system is. If you want to protect yourself, um, you know, using a lawyer and things like that, it's going to reduce you, uh, the rate, the average guy to poverty. The, which it has means, reduced me to poverty. Right. I'm, I'm going to the Salvation Army now for my food. Jeez. I'm drinking water. I have an empty Diet Pepsi bottle. I go over to the community of churches and eat a free lunch on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, I had to sell all my vehicles. I have one vehicle left. 
I have just sold, sold all my furniture. I bought a bed to last me the rest of my life, and I had to sell it. I'm now sleeping on a futon sofa. Hmm. Uh, when I bought this home, I was building it to last me the rest of my life. I put a metal roof on the home that is just gorgeous. It's expensive. I planted trees. Yeah. I put up fences. I, I, wow. I was building a place to live the rest of my life. And, and all because of this insane... Right, all of because all of this destroyed because of this insane war on drugs, which is really an insane war on this our friends and family. This is about the war on drugs as much as this is about the plea bargaining system. The plea bargaining now, what system. What this is about is this local police force is corrupt because the man who lives right across the street from me absolutely is a major drug distributor. And he has good friends with these cops. Yeah, that yep. happens too. And, and that this he is not uncommon. Drugs on a couple of occasions, and I told him, no, thank you, whether, because I had a person I got my little bit from every once in a while. James, whether it's Decatur or whether it's uh, Sarasota, Florida, or whether it's, you know, wherever it is our listeners are living right now, there's corrupt cops everywhere. And I'm sorry to hear that this happened to you. I hope that what you'll do is just check back with us from time to time as things develop uh, in your case. Will you let us know? I will let you know. And. When the time is right, the, my, I have a very good attorney whom I paid $10,000 to, and he advertises on WBHP. Great station. And he, uh, he is saying he can get the search warrant thrown out because they found no marijuana, no marijuana distribution conspiratorial items. So what they did find is supposedly inadmissible. But until I get to court and it gets thrown out, I don't know. I know one thing. When I get to court, I'm going to... Say, habeas corpus, produce the corpse, bring forth my accuser who said I have committed these crimes. Well said, sir. I look forward to hearing, uh, hopefully, some good news in your case. And thank you for the call and the story tonight. We are out of time. Back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post. And I have with me today George Donnelly and Jim Babb. Are you both there? Yeah, Mark. Thanks for having us on. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, at this point, you guys are practically celebrities. Uh, I mean, I've been, uh, Georgia, I've been paying attention to your uh, Facebook status, and it seems like every couple of hours you've got another interview going on. It's been crazy, the demand for Jim and I to talk about We Won't Fly, TSA Security Theater, and National Opt-Out Day. So um, what exactly, you know, I mean, it's there's there's been this huge flurry of activity and National Opt-Out Day seems to be the, the culmination of it. How is We Won't Fly dot com and um, National Opt-Out Day? How are they cor- correlative, uh, Jim? Well, we are celebrating the National Opt-Out Day at We Won't Fly dot com. We're helping people gather resources and coordinate with other activists in their in people's area locally and try you know just really trying to encourage people to to take action wherever they are and they can just hand out some flyers at their airport or even just just talk to people about what's going on that's really what's important we need to get the word out about the dangers that are going on in the airports right now concerning these new abusive tactics 
Now, I saw a um, a poll that was put out by CBS News today, I think, is when I – today is when I saw it. I don't know when it was put out. But basically that uh, 80% of Americans support the new uh, levels of security that are going on in, in airports. And um, I was just – you know, I, what, what do you think about that poll that's come out? Well, have you seen the actual question that was asked by any chance? I, I was looking for it, and I was all I've you know I I know they didn't ask the question the way I would have asked it, um, and that's all I really know. I mean, it's incredibly irresponsible here. They haven't educated the public about what they're doing. That's why so many people are defaulting to support here because they're scared and they don't know what TSA is doing. And that's why National Opt-Out Day is so important, because our job number one on that day is to educate people so that when they get into the TSA security line, they are ready to make an informed decision. We don't want uh, the traveling public on that day, most of whom are not going to be frequent flyers, to get into that line, find out they don't want to do either the, the uh, porno scanner or the groping and then face an $11,000 fine from the TSA. You know, it's actually, uh, as as I understand it, the TSA lied about the numbers or is mistaken at the very least about the uh, the level of uh, radiation that one deals with. They said it's one one thousandth of what one gets when one gets a chest x-ray. And in fact, um, you know, that a, uh, you know, a scientist, I think it was from Berkeley, but it was certainly a California uh, university said, oh, no, that's more. It's more like one fiftieth to one one hundredth, which doesn't sound like much until you realize that there are people that pass through those scanners, in some cases, several times a day. I mean, if you can imagine what it's like to work in one of the businesses that work beyond there, um, that kind of thing. I, you know, these, these scanners are likely to, be, to replace the, uh, the, the, the metal detectors in some airports because, well, they're more expensive, and we certainly want more expensive equipment. Consider even the TSA employees. They spend eight-hour shifts near these machines. There's definitely x-ray leakage from there. Nobody's thinking about how to protect them. Right. You know, they, their, their little uniforms with the shiny new badges will not protect them from this. And, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, I have these, these machines haven't been tested and uh, rigorously tested over a period of years by the FDA. Not that I trust those people and not that they really test things on their own anyway. But, uh, you know, the, the, who knows what happens when one of them goes bad? Do they, start, uh, do they start leaking radiation at a much higher level? Do they not do anything? I don't know. They can actually malfunction and burn you. I mean, they, this, it's totally unknown technology. And there's, let's just say, best, there's an unknown risk. If you give the TSA the benefit of the doubt, they, just, they say only you know, a small number of people will die of cancer as a direct result of this. That's their position. Yeah, only say, this is an ex- awesome. This is an acceptable loss. We're only going to lose a few of you, you chumps, okay? Um, you know, maybe we could consider the risk if it even had a benefit, but there's no be- security benefit either. So I don't, you know, for first of all, I don't care if they convince me it's good for me. I'm still not going to do it for the privacy concerns. But regardless, the health issues are totally unknown, and they have misled people into thinking that this is some kind of proven safe technology. 
Now, the um, the Internet's basically on fire at this point about this issue. I mean, there are a myriad of blog, blog posts by people who are not nutty libertarians, okay? I mean, you know, just your your average Joes, people with huge blog. I, there's um, – shoot, I can't remember what the, the blog is, but I'm going to – I've got it in my show prep. I think it's mylittlechatterboxes.com or something like that. I mean, That's this right. is this is a, a woman who's got kids. I mean, you're not talking about people that are they're just, you know, nuts here. They these are these are the, you know the mainstream public does not want this one quarter I don't, I don't believe this number but uh, supposedly one quarter of uh, American women have been sexually assaulted um, you know and I, obviously I couldn't say for certain but it seems like a blown up number to me but I can imagine that a woman who's been sexually assaulted really takes this really poorly I mean they're t- you're talking about them placing their hands up in their labia um, fully cupping their breasts feeling over the top of their breasts and and I've, I've heard many people say they're just not going to fly. I don't feel like that's an option for me. But, I, you know, I just – what do you think about all this activity? Is something really going to happen? Yes. You know, on the topic of sexual assault, Newsweek interviewed We Won't Fly's Allison Gibbs about that, and the article just ran today. And in addition to those other uh, groups of people you mentioned, we've gotten messages from our reader about kids – with special needs, such as uh, Asperger's, autism. Having people touch people with these special needs is highly traumatic. Yeah. They're, they're just not going to be able to fly. You know, and Plus the elderly. The elderly have, have been sort of the first to take the brunt because they might have prosthetics or artificial knees. These people have been subjected to these tactics for a long time because they set off the metal detectors or the scanners. They haven't had the choice to opt out. It's been imposed upon them. And the stories from, I mean, these are our most vulnerable. We've got handicapped children, young children, and elderly people with with prosthetics, okay? (laughs) I mean, do they think they're going to target these groups and not have a horrible backlash? Did you hear the, the, the latest person that surprised me to get on board with opt-out was, was the Republican congressman from Florida? Did you hear his comment when he referred to what's going on as a big kabuki dance? Yes, I've got that one in show prep, too. <laughs> I'm, not sure what a kabuki, Unbelievable. I'm not sure what a kabuki dance is. I've heard of bukkake, and I hope it's not the same thing. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a Japanese, Japanese, it's Japanese theater. theater. I see. Well, this is the, this is the guy relief. that actually helped write the legislation that created yeah. the TSA, has told the TSA to – has told 150 airports to opt out of using the TSA for screening. That's powerful. It's it's really powerful. Now, obviously, I mean, yeah. lo- lots is, lots going on, and I really think something's going to change. I don't know what it is, and it's very difficult to uh, get a government program to uh, to bud out. But I think that they've they've really screwed up enough. They they've uh, they've asked the bed, as it were, um, pretty thoroughly at at this point. But what can people do? There's National Opt Out Day, and um, you know how how do people get involved in that? What do they do? do they, I mean, I didn't intend to fly on uh, Thanksgiving. Do I go out and buy a refundable ticket and then go? To the airport, or like, what, what? What should people do? No, uh, what creative. we're doing is organizing meetups across the nation. We have seventeen already. What people can do is, if there's not already a meetup in their area, uh, even if your local airport doesn't have the scanners yet, it might they might soon, or the travelers may have to go through scanners on the way back. 
so all airports are important to cover on National Opt-Out Day. You can create a meetup, join an existing one, hand out pamphlets to educate people so the process will go easier for them, and otherwise get the message out there, the truth about the TSA. Do you have pamphlets uh, at uh, wewon'tfly.com? Yes. Excellent. So um, now I heard I heard this this creative idea, and I want to know. I want to fly it past you guys and see what you think. Um, so so what about kilts? I've heard about uh, you know some bloggers suggested <laughs> guys with kilts, and you know I mean you're not supposed to wear anything under the kilt. The, the, the TSA agents are supposed to go up until they meet resistance. What, what do you think? That's a good idea or a bad idea? Do it. Do it as a true Scotsman. <laughs> I think all forms of creative resistance are excellent and should be encouraged. So, um, you know, when uh, you know, obviously you're getting all kinds of press over there at WeWon'tFly.com. I mean, I, I've uh, you've got foreign press that's uh, you know trying to get a hold of you. Um, I mean, what's what's the reaction out there? Is it mostly positive? Is it mostly negative? Is it mostly sort of uh, journalistic? It's mostly positive. However, the main issue now is security. Even if some people think privacy is important, a lot of other people are actually willing to sacrifice their privacy for the promise of security. And yours too. Our job now, yeah, and our job now is to show why their security theater is not real security. I see. Well, if, if right. he, it's, a, it's a false paradigm they've established that this is a security versus privacy issue, and and we're doing whatever we can to shatter that because that has nothing to do with it. It's, I mean, it's like Benjamin Franklin saying, uh, "Those that would give up essential liberty for fake security deserve neither." I mean, that's really the compromise that people are being asked to take right now. So how is it fake security? I mean, it would seem to me that uh, that these machines, uh, assuming they, they didn't cause health problems, which I believe they do, um, you know, a naked picture of somebody is probably more effective in, uh, you know, finding, say, something. I don't know. Number one, the millimeter wave scanners, the UK Daily Mail has reported that they do not detect the kind of bomb used by the underwear bomber. The x-ray scanners, the TSA has failed to demonstrate that they detect that kind of bomb. The Vancouver Sun recently ran an article in which they quoted the head of airport security in Tel Aviv, and he said he can get enough explosives past those scanners to take down a 747. Well, if and and if uh, somebody can get the, you know, if if it's ineffective in that way, then it causes people to feel more, um, you know, comfortable, so they'll be less vigilant. And I would say that it increases uh, problems with security in that manner too. That's a good point. Exactly, false sense of security. There you go. It's worse than it's worse than no security to think people to make people think they're safe when they aren't. All right, guys. Really, the only proven uh, anti-terrorist uh, force here are the passengers, and here we have the TSA demeaning them. Yeah, that's that's a great point. The fact is, the TSA has never ever caught anybody that would be called called a terrorist. The other government agencies have, but the TSA hasn't. And most terrorists have been stopped by, in fact, passengers on the plane since nine eleven. So, um, you know, it's the, the it's the passengers that need to be educated here, and the TSA is just really. Um, you know, causing problems. True. 
That's exactly right. All right, so g- give everybody a call to action, and then i got to let you go. Thanks, guys. Stand up right now and organize for National Opt-Out Day, November 24th. If you have to fly, if you can't join our boycott at wewon'tfly.com, then opt out on November 24th and help us educate the other passengers so they can make an informed decision. So when you say opt out, what you mean is opt out of the uh, scanner and take the uh, the pat down? That's right. And, um, you know, I was just wondering, do you guys have, like, uh, I would think that an easy way to protest if you're taking the flight is a T-shirt. Um, is, are there T-shirts available? Some other people have made yes. really good T-shirts, but uh, not, not us. And, I mean, I don't know. Maybe some I, links. Do you know of any, Jim? Um, I, you know, I've seen them offhand. We should try, probably put some, some links together on We Won't Fly because there is so much creativity going on in the movement yeah. that I've seen uh, that logo that has a TSA with a with a blue-gloved hand <laughs> as the new symbol of the TSA I think is hysterical. I saw another one that was the TSA, and then you could actually write for twenty four ninety five. you could get a T-shirt that was in gray, with the uh, which is a TSA color, I guess, with the white and blue sort of uh, emblem, the Transportation Security Administration, and then you could write your own sort of uh, byline underneath. So, you know, groping America since 2001 or giving a, <laughs> giving a finger to the man or, or, you know, whatever it is you want to do. Um, I think it's I, I think it's very clever. Um, even thousands standing around. I, I've, I've heard uh, people call the TSA that, which is kind of funny. But oh, that's 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 great. But I like your kilt idea. I think I'm, I'm going to I've been mentioning that to people. And there's so much creativity and wonderful ideas to, to combat this that. I have no doubt that its days are numbered. This abuse will not continue for much longer. The, the, the resistance is overwhelming. Thank you, guys. Uh, Jim, George, we won't fly.com. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally with information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing. Here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. In today's go-go world, it's so incredibly easy to consume the wrong kinds of stimulants. And what do these unhealthy stimulants really do for you? They make you feel jittery and nervous. And then at the end of the day, they have a crash effect and then it wears off. We all know that feeling. And then what do we do? We consume more of these unhealthy stimulants. Look, if you want to get off the merry-go-round of stimulants for good, I tell all my clients to make sure they get the proper amount of omega fatty acids and B vitamins in their diet. Omega fatty acids feed your heart and your brain and your body so they function properly and more energetically. A great source of these omega fatty acids is the acai berry, and Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains naturally energizing omega-rich acai with added B vitamins. Now, this will help you get some of the needed energy support in a healthy and convenient juice. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice from Genesis Today, and you'll be getting all the healthy omegas and B vitamins you need to be energized and fit. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit GenesisToday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.